forever. Dog. Warning. This episode was recorded months ago and references the Scorsese Marvel War that sadly never went away. But don't worry. We also talk about Shrek's children, Farkle, Fergus, and Felicia. PTR legend Griffin Newman joins us to talk Shrek 4D. Better out than in. It's podcast, The Ride. Welcome to Podcast The Ride, the only podcast presented in digital stereophonic ogre sound. <laughs> nice. I'm Scott Gardner, joined by Jason Sheridan. Thank Hello. you, uh, Mike Carlson. Yeah, I'm here, and um, I'm in ogre sound as well. Yeah, I'm always, not just this episode, yeah. we're always in ogre sound. Um, because today we are continuing the... 3D film symposium, uh, and I'm, I'm so happy we get to do it, and uh, and that our, our guest for this series is back once again from the tick and blank check, Griffin Newman. We're closing out the trilogy. The yeah. wait is ogre, one could say. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes, it is ogre. <laughs> that was the tagline for one of them. Yeah. For, for three I, or four? I, I imagine. Think I think so. Yeah. yeah. Because you did have to wait. There was three years in between each Shrek movie. Animation takes a while. It takes a while. It took even longer when this first one came out. I heard a crazy stat, which is that uh, Katzenberg was, uh, you know, anytime they found any degree of success with any DreamWorks property, he would just milk it from every angle possible as Mm -hmm. quickly as possible. (laughs) and uh, they went into production on Shrek 2 two months after Shrek 1 came out. Jeez. Yes. Sure. Wow. Which I wonder if they were so confident that they had a script ready or if he was like, you have two months to give us a script that is ready to start animation. Or he just walked into the animators and was like, start animating. I mean, well, what do you want us to do? It doesn't matter. It, Shrek's maybe. involved. He farts and donkey's there. There is a story that I think it's Dan Harmon talked about uh, on an episode of his podcast, I want to say. Uh, or it might have even been a, a, he wrote like an article about what it's like to write on an animated movie. Wow. Uh, where he came in to Kung Fu Panda and they showed him like all the storyboards on the wall and they were mm-hmm. like, you can only change 30% of this. Ugh, so you can right. pick 30% overall of the story to throw out or you can change 30% of each scene. Oh, because they were measuring uh, 30% in dollars. Right. Uh, for example, in Shrek, they threw out $4 million worth of animation Correct. when Mike Myers wanted to come back and redo the lines in a Scottish accent. I mean, we're going to get into all this, but Shrek we're is gonna... kind of fascinating as like the Titanic of CGI animation, where it was the one where they kept on funneling money in and it seemed it, cursed. It's and, and saved DreamWorks. Yes, and it saved them. Yeah, mm-hmm. it saved It made them, them a player when it, they were yeah. not previously or so it, yes. much. Yes. Uh, uh, Road to El Dorado apparently almost killed them. And Sinbad comes out, I think, the year after Shrek. And, like, mm-hmm. yeah. if Shrek had not worked, Sinbad would have fully that would have been folded everything. Killed in the, the entire Like, Shrek, yeah. Shrek is sandwiched in between two CG, uh, hand-drawn boys-like adventure films. Oh, yeah. Dictating, this is what we do. And right. no one was biting on those. Well, but the weird thing was, the exact same time is Disney doing Treasure Planet in Atlantis. 
Mm-hmm. Like early yeah. 2000s was everyone being like, fuck, CGI is a thing now. We're not going to do princess musicals. Now it's like boys' adventure films Why? and hand-drawn animation. What triggered this? Why no did everyone say that? idea. Well, it's probably because like stuff in Disney was starting to fail a little bit. Their like formulas were failing, so I think they were probably just trying to figure it out. I don't know this to be a fact, but this is a guess. I, I'm like, because mm-hmm. they had their formula for the early '90s, yeah. and then it mm-hmm. sort of started to taper off. Tarzan, I guess, was a bit of an upswing in terms of box office performance from the couple before yes. it. So maybe they yeah. took that and ran with it. Right. It was like, okay, they like a uh, boys' adventure now. Yeah, that's what everyone likes. But it's weird that like Disney did like two like sci-fi like futuristic movies, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then like DreamWorks did these two like swashbuckling like boys will be boys movies that all merge in my brain. I'm like seeing a Frankenstein of characters from all four of those movies and not individual characters from the i don't know who's el dorado versus who's treasure planet yeah but you know the john resnick song from treasure planet i'm still here about this why did we talk about this we're talking about on the rockinest moments in theme park history on the patreon (laughs) right and he performed it at a disney special we did not declare that to check out the patreon we did not declare that the uh, rockinest moment i'm still here i'm still jim parentheses Jim's theme. I think you made a joke on the episode that was like, who even knows who played Jim? Like you were like, Jim, I don't know who Jim is. Who voiced Jim? Assuming that it was some Disney star of the moment. That was mm-hmm. sort of like the, the tone in which you spoke. Can I sure. guess? Because yeah. Is it yeah, Tom but... Cavanaugh? Jim was played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Whoa. So it's kind of a Cavanaugh. Huh. Kind yeah. of in that like skinny like it may have like broken ahead of the pack yeah it was weirdly it was like right after like third rock from the sun ends and in the period where he was like i question whether i want to keep acting and i walked away from acting for three years and then he came back with like brick and mysterious skin and was like (laughs) a serious actor but like treasure planet was this remnant of his like child star days Mm -hmm. that just didn't get released because of how long animation is until he was like i don't know if i might might leave this (laughs) wait we also oh no sorry oh i was gonna say i i think the thing too with animation because this is this sort of parallel thinking or like two things come out simultaneously Mm -hmm. like people jump studios and uh, company so much and like oh they didn't really use this kernel of an idea i pitched for this project so i'll do it over here and that like happens uh in animation that happens in comic books too like yeah. they're relaunching the x-men at marvel and they're relaunching the legion of superheroes at dc both involve characters in different ways who have seen like alternate time like if you do this this is what's going to happen i've seen it and and i'm living a, li- a different life now but if we do something different, something else will happen. Both of those. <laughs> Captain America and Batman both like died within six months of each other like 10 years ago yes. in the comic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's very weird. That mm. parallel. Th- well, and DreamWorks and Pixar were like notorious with that where you have like Ants and a Bug's Life both in 98. Mm-hmm. The yeah. furthest apart one is Shrek and Monsters Inc. in 2001 where mm-hmm. they're very different movies, but they're both like CGI monster they're Bulbous movies. creatures. <laughs> yes. and, then, and then it's uh, Finding Nemo and Shark Tale. Oh, yeah. And then I think there's one more, and then DreamWorks kind of went, like, we got our thing. We can stop 
nitpicking the same like sandbox that they're in. They did the unbelievables next to the Incredibles. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, wait. While we're, I realize we while uh, while you mentioned uh, uh, the references we made to uh, uh, animated films oh, in yes. passing. Yes, I emailed you about this. Yes, I we stepped in. I think one of us might have been me. I don't remember. Somebody yeah, said no. You said this. I, I said remember, this. and I hold oh, it against sorry, you. It's coming. It's I'm scarring you with something coming yep. from mm-hmm. my voice. Uh, I said something about nobody cares about Paranorman. In the, right in the Amanda Lund episode, she said that she had played Paranorman at Universal, and you mm. said, "Wow, you probably care more about Paranorman than anyone else in the world. You might be the <laughs> oh, only wow. person who has strong feelings about Paranorman." Which sounds really harsh when you quote it. Sure. It, it didn't feel harsh. That was a saying light, jovial it. tone, and I was not. I don't think I came on aggro no, we were no, emailing about schedule this and i just said look scott i want you to know i happen to consider paranormal to be one of the 10 best films of the decade mm. period wow no period. Did Jason or I trashed paranormal or did we not say no anything? no comment both you guys came out clean thank god no comment i feel like in a very episode very early episode of this podcast there was a paranormal joke run but really? I don't remember the context. I don't remember anything I, about it. It, it might have just been about how Universal had the maquettes of Paranorman sure. like, out for a while at yeah. the park. Okay. Yeah. I just had a flashback when you were saying that to when Doug Jones, when I had made uh, a listener and uh, uh, guest, Doug Jones so upset by saying Pizza Rizzo was bad. Well, and then so I immediately I, was well, like, oh, you, no, you I've you done it. Again. the wound. That was yeah. the thing. I invoked it when I came on the show, but yes. that episode hadn't come out yet. So then I confidently doubled down on all the things I didn't know you had said. Mm-hmm. And then I felt so bad for Doug, who I have not met. I don't know. He was great. And uh, it's like, uh, yeah, you didn't realize, you weren't like trying to like uh, throw gasoline Absolutely on the not. fire. Absolutely not. But mm-hmm. then my episode comes out like a week after that episode where he comes on uh-huh. and like defends Pizza Rizzo so valiantly. <laughs> uh, and it, look, in my defense, I did not go to the disco room. Yeah, and nor, yeah. now we and we're well. By this point, by we this will point, have been, we will have been to the disco oh, room at wow. Pizza Rizzo. We, yeah. yeah, oh yes, we may I'm have not even going to eat there, but I will walk through it. <laughs> I don't think that's even what it's about. It's okay. about theming, okay. not right. about. So, so not mm-hmm. by time, not at the moment of recording, but by the time this episode comes out, you yeah. will have done your. Your uh, Orlando stop. Yeah, this yeah. is way in event. We also will have survived the downtown Disney ordeal by the wow. time we're we're jumping way ahead here. Yeah, this is a future one. It's oh. we're different people. Also, we we are by the time people are hearing this, they will have also heard our journey through another Eddie Murphy vehicle, the Haunted Mansion. Oh, good point. Oh, which I am. That's, we haven't recorded that yet. In I this am on my timeline. second cup of coffee tonight because <laughs> I have it from the library at wow, home. Wow. And you need to watch the it clock tonight. is ticking yeah. before we leave for Chicago. And wow. I'm like, do it on a plane. Oh, no, it's library. It's said. a library DVD. Uh, yeah. If the push comes to shove, yeah, I'll just rent Perfect it. Perfect library iTunes. DVD. Yeah. Perfect free. Oh, we had film. a working lunch. And right afterwards, I walked to the library and got it. But then that night, I went into my bathroom backpack and freaked out because i'm like what's why is there a fucking dvd in here and i pulled it out you and i'm like freaked out oh, the haunted mansion <laughs> why did you freak out spooky dvd like, i was like oh, why is there a, like you know when you're like i'm i kind of know what's in this bag and you feel like i would be like oh that's interesting there's yeah. a thing in here i didn't know not, not oh ever my been, god yeah, spooked by the contents of my own backpack <laughs> <laughs> all right well i was Exaggerating for the sake of human, fine. Right, that's All fine. Right. You didn't jump up in the air. You didn't leave a puff of smoke yeah. that was in your no, shape. No, it, it, 
it was more like, what the hell? Your, your <laughs> hair stood straight up. Yeah. Um, can I tell him a, a, an embarrassing anecdote about the Haunted Mansion movie? Yeah, 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 yes. please. Uh, so I, w- I went to see it uh, when, the Friday it came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my high school to theater, uh, I, I would get out early my freshman year of high school, I think was when it came out. And I had an early uh, uh, final class on Fridays. And there was a, a matinee pricing at the local theater. So it would be like, if my if I'm out by lunch, I can go oh. see a movie at like 1 o'clock and it will nice. only cost me $6. Cool, cool. So like whatever the Friday thing was, I would, I would go see it. So I went to see Haunted Mansion with my friend Charlie and about halfway through the movie, just about when things were starting to get haunted. Because there's way too much wind up in that film. <laughs> yes, that was exactly. I don't want to spoil much. for since we still have to do the episode. But mm. truly, I don't know if you've watched it yet as we record this. But like, not yet. There is a yeah. There's my wife and I had this big run of time. We're like, what? Nothing's happened. It takes How an far in are we? And it was like, like a ghost. Yeah, yeah. There's no like plot point. No, it's just no. It's slow like just real estate and... intricacies. It's a oh. lot of fucking shoe leather. <laughs> yeah, get ready. It is, get, get ready. ready. It's a lot of real estate bullshit. <laughs> But I'm sitting there and I'm like, ah, oh, finally, ghosts, ghouls, goblins, this shit's about to get good. Mm. And then my phone starts blowing up and I'd forgotten it was my father's birthday. Oh. <laughs> and I was supposed to meet my family for like an early dinner or whatever. I don't, I don't know what time it was, I guess. But I was supposed to meet my family to go s- to have dinner. And, uh, and so I, I always forget when my father's birthday is. Mm. Everyone else in my family, their birthdays are in quick succession. They're they're very close to each other. Oh, sure, yeah. My father's birthday is at the other end of the year, and I always forget when it is. So I always need to check the release date of Haunted Mansion mm. <laughs> when I need to like Which I cal in. I believe. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah, you have to relook it up because usually day. I look it up. I believe it's November 26, 2003. I'm sorry, it is not October. Yeah, why isn't no, it? It is not October. Nope. Wow. <laughs> Way late. What? Way late. Would it was like a Thanksgiving release. Yeah. Yeah, yeah mm. it was a Thanksgiving release. So I think it's the 26th. I know my father's birthday is within that week. Yeah. It's within that span of like between the 22nd and the 29th. I have mm. to say, my mom's is just an unmemorable date. Like my, yeah. my dad's is more like math symmetrical, so I remember it. My mom's is an unremarkable set of three numbers. My mother, my grandmother, my two siblings and I are all born within between January and March. Well, okay. So those are like easy to remember because it's like every two weeks another birthday. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And my dad is like this like haunted mansion loser <laughs> all the way back <laughs> in November 26 of 2003. Wow. Um, back to Paranorman. You do, yes. uh, that's an amazing statement. I, and I have not seen Paranorman. I have no problem with Paranorman. I just did. It's ignorance on my part. We're uh, my, my co-host on Blank Check, David Sims and I are, are big fans of making lists. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. we're preparing for next year. We're going to do our like best of the decade episode. Oh, great, great. So I've been nice. like actually running through year by year and trying to call and like coming up with rough draft lists and nothing is locked in. Mm-hmm. But I will say every version I've come up with so far, Paranorman is in my top 10 wow. period for the decade. Wow. Which, you know, I would say it's not an unpopular opinion. It's just an opinion not wildly, widely held because I feel like most people have not seen it sure but it is for my money the best uh american animated film of the decade wow yeah oh so it Mm. potentially is like there's a world where it's on the list and the only animated film on the list or one of two as of now i think it's the only animated film on my list and i'm a big animation fan jeez are you a leica fan i'm a a huge leica fan but that's far and away my favorite okay um i i love them overall but that was the one for me where i was like oh shit they're cooking with gas 
Um, aesthetically, it's my favorite. And I also feel like um, it is, it's tough to talk about because the thing I like about the movie so much is like half of the way through, you're like, oh, this is about an entirely different thing than I thought it was. Whoa, okay. And not in sort of like a plot twist way, but in like mm. a thematic, like deepening way. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I think oh. it is about a very weird, nuanced thing that very few films try to tackle, let alone family films. Okay. And for me, the moment where I just realized like, oh shit, this is what this movie's expounding on, it kind of blew my mind. And I think it's about like morally murky shit in a way that like doesn't back away in, you know, I love Pixar, but I feel like it it is a, a less tidy package than any other American animated film I've ever seen in terms of dealing with a really fucking complicated thing. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. I, I don't want to see oversell it. it. I will see it. Uh, I would like to formally apologize on behalf of Scott when he said that Paranorman is not cinema. And that it is a theme park. Well, look, it is a theme, theme park, park ride. ride. Yeah, that'd so. be the ultimate compliment were, for me. Were you yeah. guys <laughs> offended when Scorsese said that because it was demeaning to theme park rides? <laughs> but were you like, he can say that about Marvel films, who gives a shit? <laughs> but I, how dare he denigrate the Enchanted Tiki Loon? <laughs> I, I was surprised how many people I saw, like, on like comedians on Twitter going, yeah. but theme, uh, theme parks are fun. Like I don't really like the oh, Marvel right. movies, but theme parks are fun. Yeah. I was like, oh, people starting to show their theme yeah. parks are good. Oh, all right, I like this. Yeah, he. I mean, honestly, I was just like, yeah, yeah, he's right, and I like all of that. Our, yeah. our friend yeah. uh, Ryan Perez doubled down on the uh, defending Scorsese and like went a little further in insulting the broad appeal of theme parks. And I was a little like, hey, uh-huh. he's a friend. Sure. We'll get in. We'll corner him on. Yeah, this. let's get him in here and <laughs> really I mean, rough him up. I, I don't want it all to be theme parks. No, I also want it to be Martin Scorsese movie. I think that's the valid point, and that's yeah. why I appreciate him doubling down on it because he's like, yeah. no, I shouldn't like get fucking like roasted for mm-hmm. saying I don't like these movies. It's not like he came out and gave like a stump speech. Someone mm-hmm. asked him in an interview, "Do you watch Marvel films?" Mm-hmm. And he was like, eh, "Not really." This is the trope, not unlike my uh, Paranorman uh, uh, debacle. Sure here you pull the quote out and it does seem like oh boy that does seem harsh if if right. martin scorsese like gathered the press and said i have a statement mm-hmm. marvel films right. are not like it's just something he said during of course. i have that problem with like clickbaity articles in general yeah. but like it's not as if he like you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna shout this uh, from a hilltop no i mean my big takeaway from that quote blowing up the way it did was oh no one should do interviews ever (laughs) and i love interviews like i am such a fan of interviews i feel like i grew up reading interviews i feel like you guys are probably the same as like we're the same type of obsessive dork who wants to learn everything about the things we love oh yeah and the best way to like more valuable than any film school or education is like like getting into the when i realized like oh yeah let me get into the head of a creative person i really right yeah interview magazine or like in comedy the um and here's Here's the kicker and uh, oh, yeah, yeah. dissect is great the books. Dead Frog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, this. Very this good. Great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I love shit like that. That's like the cornerstone of podcast. And right, it's not just like, oh, here are the anecdotes about how this thing got made. But you're like hearing the person speak in their own words, whether it's transcribed or in audio. Mm-hmm. So you're getting like their version of the thing uncut. Yeah. Uh, I love it as like a medium. Mm-hmm. And I have become increasingly convinced that it is in no one's best interest to do any interview promoting anything. Yeah. Like it just feels like it nine times out of ten 
fucks them over. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because now especially, because in the old, like, if you go back and look at magazines with interview, like, uh, with anybody, music people or, or actors or directors, yeah. in the old days, you'll find insane stuff insane shit. that no one even talks about right. because it was just in a magazine and everyone went, huh, that's weird, put right. the magazine aside. But, like, every all these film places are like, oh, Martin Scorsese talking about Marvel is yeah. going to make everyone nuts. And they're right. It did make everyone nuts. Yeah. yeah. But he didn't think too, other than going, like, oh, I'm annoyed that there's too many of these movies in the theater. Right. He didn't really think much past that. But some of it was also, like, him saying, you know, that these, these movies have to appeal to... Uh, ages eight to eighty, international audience, yes. like the stuff that theme park stuff has to do, right? Which is a different uh, skill and process than making like Bob and Carol and Ted and Alice, like <laughs> making a grounded like. Which is the nuance thing. of what he was trying to say that yeah. got totally lost. Which is like he's not saying that they're bullshit. Yes. he's saying that they're not cinema in the way that he considers cinema. But, like, that's that's not as much a judgment of quality as it is sort of, like, a reflection of process and their role in, like, society, mm-hmm. you know? Well, I think the other thing is that is bad about the maybe wider, bigger picture is bad about the Marvel movies is what you were saying about Katzenberg, like, milking stuff. Is yes. When people saw these interconnected giant movies universe movies every idiot tried to do like dark universe totally. like yeah these giant epic and you have to have so much like as much marketing as production budget it's just like huge you have to have so much money to get something made now and and, and you know to to uh, i don't want to get off the tangents but to just recenter <laughs> Some for a moment before we go back the, to tangents the ogre in the room shrek for me is a perfect example of that where it's like shrek the first one is like doesn't hold up great, kind of innocuous. But my my sort of perception of Shrek is so negative now because everything Shrek wrought. And not just the sequels, mm. but just you got like 10 years of every non-Pixar CGI movie being like one arched eyebrow, like pop culture reference. Yes. The main yeah, character yeah. looks like the actor playing them. DreamWorks face. <laughs> DreamWorks face. Right, right. Yeah. Like all that shit. And then like every other studio starts their own animation studio trying to copy DreamWorks. Like that yes. becomes the template that everyone's like, these movies that we don't think about anymore, that uh-huh. don't exist. It also seems like that's where we went from, we've certainly talked about animated films veering to celebrity voices who know who who cares about who cares if it's a celebrity or not but and how robin williams opened the floodgates on that but there was a time okay so even still robin williams and then it becomes uh maybe there's one big star star yeah. and then yes. the rest are very good voice actors shrek is where it becomes the bit the list those are four, four titans four, the, the, i mean the main poster was just 90 percent white text Myers, Murphy, Diaz, Lithgow, mm-hmm. and then Shrek at the bottom. There were little photos of their Jeez. faces. But the main Shrek poster was just name, 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 title, credit block. And that leads us to today where there's like two separate stints in each trailer where they where like here's nine here's our nine celebrities yeah. and then here's yeah. our nine more celebrities. Yeah. I think that's like sort of a sub-issue <laughs> I'm realizing within the celebrity stunt casting is like we need to. This list needs to be yeah. fucking crazy. Yeah. But what child? Danny DeVito, Martha Stewart, Doctor Cornell West, <laughs> the Noid. <laughs> but now it's that weird thing, also of like, right? It's like okay, so there was like the occasional like Robin Williamsy stunt casting, mm-hmm. but then there are things like even in the '90s when Katzenberg is tr- like starting to put bigger stars in Disney movies. There are things where you're like, 
Oh, right. Mel Gibson was John Smith in Pocahontas? Yeah. 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 Like, yes. that was not really a selling and point, and no one remembers that. The chicken and chicken run. The right. Ma- the, like, right. heist one. But the then, breakout like, guy. But oh, then yeah. those movies, like, everyone else in the cast is, like, chicken run is just, like, British sitcom actors. Yeah. You know, like, the rest of the cast of Pocahontas is, like, voiceover actors or, like, theater actors. Yeah. And then you get yeah, to, American like, actors. you'll have this weird balance where it's, like, Hunchback of Notre Dame is, like, Demi Moore and Kevin Kline, who are, like, big at that moment mm-hmm. and then Tom Hulse yeah. where you're like mm-hmm. Tom Hulse is the lead of this film 15 years after Amadeus yeah why is that him he, I think he's good in it he is where, where but, but there was like still a balance of like oh let's get people who are like the right person for the role yeah. or let's get like David Ogden Styers who's like a voiceover pro yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. and he, then some big like 90s movie stars and then Shrek is just full stop like it's four huge names mm-hmm. the movie's sold on their names mm-hmm. the trailers have the footage of them in the booth holding mm-hmm. the yeah. one headphone yeah. up to their ear like it's we are the world <laughs> yeah right. now it's and but now none of this is a bad thing i don't think because i don't think any of them are phoning it in no, no. clearly meyer's not for going i yeah. need to re-record like he's invested i think they're all very good in it uh but it certainly leads to yo know, shit this snl guy has like an hour and a half between movies right. let's grab him um let's Sh- add him to the list all right throw him in the woodpile shark tail is the nadir of it for <laughs> me where i just remember the poster being like 18 names including, yes, including mr scorsese, including mr. scorsese <laughs> where it's like oh it's a blowfish that looks like scorsese it has the eyebrows the shark shit. looks like de niro it has the mole on the face mm-hmm. like the uh-huh. fish looks like angelina jolie she has the lips the will smith <laughs> fish has the ears like everyone's like fish is some weird mr limpet abomination <laughs> like, of their like persona mapped on to some sort of sea creature yeah. and everyone's just kind of doing their own voice because mm-hmm. the whole bit is like, just do your fucking thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do the thing that you do. And it's like, it's like fucking, you know, it's just cashing in on the brands that we all know. Mm-hmm. Now I feel like when you do the 18 names in like the opening, you know, in the trailer, yeah, it's like largely like, wait, that was Rami Malik, but he's got a German accent. Mm-hmm. What do you gain <laughs> by hiring Rami Malik to do an accent? Different, like now, I feel like it's big stars wanting to be like, but I don't want to do my own voice. I really want to develop a character for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Is it like I think it's also like uh, in the way like uh, like I, I remember feeling in like doing digital like like web video things, going like, why is there? Why are we even doing web videos promoting this dumb thing? That's it doesn't it doesn't matter. It's to show some boardroom guy, and we're doing a, a internet video totally. for it. Okay, yeah. very good. I think. That the the litany of stars is is to show a Logan Roy kind of person <laughs> all the way up the flagpole, and you see we have the very Wait, oh, good. Well, that will bring excellent. in the. It's yeah. not for audience or even the makers of the film thinking it's a good idea. Well, I think there's one area in which it is for the audience in in a weird perverse kind of way. It, you know what? No, it's not even really for the audience. It, I think the other element to it is, and Katzenberg's the first guy to really weaponize this because, like, famously, the the Robin Williams Disney falling out is him being like, I don't want to be promoted. I just want to do the film. Mm-hmm. And, like, Katzenberg slapping his name everywhere and putting sure. him in the trailers and everything. <laughs> and him being like, fuck this. This is fucked up. I was just trying to, like, be a part of the Disney legacy or whatever. 
But like by Shrek, it's like, oh, they're on the red carpet. Like they're doing late night talk shows. Oh. Like they're promoting a voiceover role as if it were their live action movie. Oh, yeah. Right. And yeah. maybe that is Shrek like almost the I, first I one? I feel like that's a turning point because even like it is it is truly my favorite movie of all time. <laughs> but a beginning of the end moment is the Toy Story 2 poster is Hank's Allen Toy Story 2. Mm. It's was just, Toy Story 1 not? It that? was not. Whoa. It was like no names above the title. Oh. And like Toy Story mm. 2 was like two last names. Because it was a risk for them. That first one was totally. like could have been a lie. If that tanked, right. like they wouldn't want to be associated right. with it. And it mm. was like Hank's before both of his Oscars. Mm-hmm. And oh, Allen, yeah. like Home Improvement had just premiered but wasn't like dominant yet. Oh, wow. And for both of them, it was like, this is kind of corny. Like, we don't want to do a musical. Like, they, like, talk about how they had to be sold on, like, this isn't going to be, like, you and recorded grandfather's. Yeah. Sure, sure. And they, and record, they recorded versions that were, was, like, where things were yeah. bad. And they're like, maybe we don't want to be Which part of Which ties directly into the Shrek stuff. Which uh, we uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, should we, before we get into the meat of Shrek 4D, should yeah. we talk about and the And there's insane... so much to talk about. <laughs> oh, well, sure. Well, as usual, the story behind it is uh, more interesting, yes. for sure, in this case. Because <laughs> the genesis of Shrek, period... I had forgotten that it was like a picture book. Which it a, rules. It's a great yes. book. Oh. Uh, it's uh, William Steig. Steig? Steig. Steig. Yeah. He's like one of those guys. If you, if you, like, if Jason, you hold up a picture of it, if you have like a photo of it, you'll recognize his art style as like, he wrote like kind of like the, the weird, like edgy children's books. Oh. Like mm-hmm. he had this really kind of like scribbly, almost like Roz Chast art style. Mm. And his books were like a little subversive. Mm-hmm. And the whole hook to Shrek was like, it's like a fucking, it's a fairy tale book about shitty things. It's right. like an ugly oh. monster who lives in a shitty place and everything's bad for him. Mm. And the book is really dark. Mm. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Oh wow! Yeah, geez, that's and that's pretty like specific and odd yes. and grotesque, and, right? And Which not, mm. not the rounded and off. Dreamers they took the stuff. color and the ears. <laughs> yes, and not, not the clothes. The no. clothes are very bold and very nineties. In fact, so mm-hmm. that came out in eighty nine. Spielberg options it for Amblin in nineteen ninety. That long ago. And the first names attached for it: uh, Bill Murray as Shrek and Steve Martin as Donkey. Whoa! And they were debating at different points. Is it, like, live action with, like, a couple CGI characters? They thought about doing it dinosaur style, where the characters were all animated, but all the plates were live action. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I want that now, by the way. I think that's still possible. (laughs) We have to find a reason to talk dinosaur. Well, there's the ride, I guess. That's so weird. Hey everybody, Tim Heidecker here with huge news. Office Hours Live recorded another episode live. It was one of our great ones with the great Rory Scovel, who's got a new special out on MAX. Oh, yeah. And the Trinity's here. DJ Doug Pound. Yes, hello. And Victor Berger the Fourth. Hi, hi, hi. Can't wait for the fifth. We enjoy the heck out of doing the show, and so will you. If you find us on the podcast app of your choice, now. I was playing this game the other day, which was now that Disney is just like the most dominant box office force and they almost never miss. And Mm -hmm. like a miss for them is like Solo making $200 million domestic. Mm -hmm. It's funny to go back 
from like 97 to 2008 and look at Disney's box office by year. And you're like, oh, 2000, Disney's highest grossing film was Dinosaur. Jeez, that was a flop. Yeah, a flop. Today and today we we lived them just tweeting out um, images of stuff <laughs> that's going to be on Disney Plus. And if I was saying before we started recording, it worked. It fucking yeah, worked. It fucking that's worked. all everyone talked about on Twitter yeah. all day. All day even if they were the mad, they talked about it. Of a lot of dog shit. Like, yes. so much. So many years of so <laughs> much dog year, shit. Like, so many yeah. oddball live action but, things. But, yeah, I would, like, look through year by year, and you'd be like, they have one movie out of eight that did well and stood the test of time. It's and like you go bringing through, down like, the house. Right, you're, right. you're like, that's, like, their highest grossing film of 2003 or whatever. Or, like, Oof. 1997, I think their highest grossing film is Ransom. Ah, wow. That's Disney. Touchstone? Touchstone? Yeah, huh? but it outgrossed Hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh, yeah, those wow. good, those movies started to like bomb. Yeah, like yeah. Movie, Disney animated films going under a hundred million. Yes, that's that weird like period that. where it's like Hercules and Hunchback all do like ninety six. Jeez, wow. Yeah. Same, same for the part. Now that the parks are all these, like, mm-hmm. well, I guess we, it dipped a little bit this year, but like you know, like mega properties, uh, you know, up, you know, attendance uh, or like uh, you know, entrance fees go up and up and up. It like n- n- late nineties, early two thousands with you know your Superstar limos and bad California yeah, adventure right. and mm-hmm. light magic and all that shit. Yeah, it was like a. It's hard to even imagine they, Disney they being shitty. They become sort of risk proof to an extent that like the worst they can do is like the Nutcracker in the Four Realms. <laughs> sure, and also right. that's probably the last time we're gonna get a movie like that for a decade. <laughs> right. Like right. I don't think they'll even take that much of a risk again. And they, yeah, if something falls through the credit, they will course correct and like, right. okay, that's the end of that. Right. We're not going to try five more right. of it's those. It's never going to be something that isn't a pre-established brand. Well, Jason brought up the point of like now they have Disney Plus to like get metrics. Totally. So as soon as like the Tim Allen Shaggy Dog does very well on yeah. Disney Plus, maybe there'll be a new Tim Allen Shaggy right. Dog if right. we're lucky. And we'll never get to see it. We'll never get to see the metric, like in the way that like yes. Nielsen oh, yeah. ratings are reasonably public. It's so like, weird. oh God, I I don't even care as uh, someone who could work on this shit. I just want to know, like, what are people watching? It, it I'm is, just so morbidly curious. It is the most bizarre thing to be like. For years, everything was running off of the Nielsen ratings, which are like the least accurate. <laughs> system yeah. in the like world grandma and grandpa have to take a booklet right and write down in the <laughs> booklet a, yeah <laughs> button like and i've spoken to people sometimes? who like were nielsen families and they were like at a certain point we just stopped like doing it we stopped yeah. logging it or we just hit random buttons because it was just like i don't want to i want to flip through and see shit whatever mm-hmm. um and now it's like the data has never been more precise and we don't know any of it Yes. We just know Why that won't they tell us? every Netflix movie gets 30 million views in every, the first 24 every hours. Every Netflix film is the most popular film of all time. <laughs> uh-huh. yep. Every Adam Sandler movie decimates 10 pre... The Adam Sandler movies we all like. <laughs> Not since Gone with the Wind. 24 hours. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Paul Rudd doing Us But Funny is going to blow away any other Paul Rudd yeah. project. <laughs> just like all these things. It's like, uh, yeah, it's very odd. And also, like, I'll say, you know, a couple years ago, Disney was like, maybe we need to go back to making like lower budget stuff again and like original like family mm. comedies and this and that and they produced a bunch and then all of them just went re- weirdly quiet like i know people worked on them and i was like whatever happened in that movie and they'd be like i don't know and now a bunch of those are the things 
premiering day one on Disney Plus. Oh, or are those all tricks? For the next year. That's what happened. A lot of like that Anna Kendrick like Christmas movie, the Bill Hader oh, one, was yeah. shot like two years ago. I That's believe Bill it. Hader was uh-huh. not a co lead at the time. Oh, and they, oh, they upped him. I think they upped a train wreck and yeah. Barry and yeah, yeah. yeah. Whoa. But like that was one where they were like, we want to get back in the business of making like a sixty million dollar live action comedy, like low risk. Yeah. You know, like high upside. And then they watched all of them and they were like, not worth the energy. Keep it on a shelf. We'll have a streaming service in two years. <laughs> There's oh, an Adam funny. Divine Magic Camp comedy that Whoa. was shot three years ago, maybe, that's written by Steve Martin or co-written by Steve Martin based on when he was a magician at Disneyland. <laughs> what? Wow, that's just I don't been know sitting on this. a shelf. Uh, I believe Jeffrey Tambor is also in it in the mentor oh, role, man. which is maybe God. another reason. That far after. It's in the vault. Jeez, we're post-transparent <laughs> finale where yes. he's been killed off. Is this how we finally get the um, the day the clown died? I cried. Is this how we... <laughs> Cried? Yeah. Cried? Yeah. Right? Okay. Somebody posted that joke on Twitter. It, I saw oh, it. Shit. Yeah. Oh, really? Damn it. <laughs> well, that and this all, this all happened six no, no, weeks ago. Yeah, yeah I yeah. know. Everyone's like, wow, this is current. What for... a Disney Plus talk. I, yeah. I, well, I we, it's out. Right. You now we're, we're listening now to people we're living in it. Well, What's here's the, the thing I noticed. I want to see if you guys picked up on this, because I'm sure you uh, scanned that thread as thoroughly as I, I was like, the fucking Wi-Fi, I need to, I can't give up. I need to hit the last tweet in the thread. 200. But a couple of the old Fox movies that they've now oh, yeah. acquired, they slapped the Disney logo on it. But not all of them. So, oh. like, in that Twitter thread, like, classic Miracle on 34th Street was Disney's A Miracle on 34th Street. Oh, my no. God. But, yeah, like, I, I think Home Alone wasn't. It's, it's weird because it feels like did somebody go through it and go... Which movies feel like we would have made them? Right. Like yeah. there's almost some like determination of like, well, Miracle on 34th Street's so wholesome and right. wonderful. And Home Alone is fun, but it's a little too, you know, that intense was for apparently Disney. a lot of like their weird Netherlands test with Disney+. Plus. Was it the Netherlands? <laughs> what? I don't know. I don't yes. Know. Yes. yes. They were testing it in the Netherlands because someone was posting right. um, walkthroughs of the navigation. It went up only in the Netherlands like two months ago. And there was a bunch of weird shit on there. And it felt like it was them being like, what breaks the Disney brand? So something like Adventures in Babysitting, which was like Touchstone, but now mm. is a little too raunchy. They were like, but we remade it for the Disney Channel. So it's kind of nice to have both of them on there. Right. And it was like up there and then gone 72 hours later. And Did it you felt play, like... Are, are we Adventures in Babysitting not going to make the cut? I, that's that's what an it abomination. Seems like. Whoa. Wow. Like they're just filtering and they're being like, what isn't Disney? Like what doesn't pass... This is what All right, yeah. funny games. You're out. <laughs> yeah. Funny games, US remake. Right. Staying? Yeah. Like Disney this is like Disney Legend Jack Kirby. Yes. Right. So it's like rewriting, like, okay, that's comfortable. He's right. now he's been uh, uh right. retconned like, into Knight our the history. museum is totally gonna be retconned as a Disney property. Yeah. Yeah. And like Home Alone will as well, which is why they've already said they're gonna do the they're, new They're thing. making a right. new Home Alone right. on Disney Plus. Like they've identified the Fox properties. The Diary of a Wimpy Kid, I think, is another one where they were like, This is Fox and it feels like Disney and we can just juice it up. Mm-hmm. This is very, it's very odd. It's very weaponized picking. memory holing. Yes, like. yes, <laughs> yes. Like we will in like five years, we will just think Disney made Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. I saw someone tweet this, and it was either terrifying or a perfect Twitter joke. But someone tweeted like, uh, "It's crazy reading that thread, uh, having evidence for the thing I've been trying to tell people for so long." Colon, 
Disney was making largely horse shit for 40 years <laughs> and was constantly on the brink of like going under. Like between like 50 yeah. and 90. Yeah. It was like so up and down. Right. And they were like how few movies between 50 and 90 are like really canonical, you know? Yeah. And someone responded either with a perfect joke or the most terrifying like Mandela effect possible saying, what are you talking about? Star Wars was in 1977. No! Oh. Whoa. Yeah. Either way is interesting. Good right. joke it's a good if joke. it's a joke. Good joke. Right. Yeah. It's either you get the Mark Twain prize for humor this year, or humanity is over. Oh. I don't know. I mean, that that sort of like realizing that, uh, uh, yeah, that there's a lot of garbage in fifty to nineteen fifty to nineteen ninety yeah. makes the uh, stuff coming out of Imagineering that more miraculous. Yes, that more incredible. Yeah, that yeah, the, the Epcot the other Center way... is when they're making their worst movies. Yeah, that's their like most of the creative juice in the company is going towards the theme parks at the yeah. period in time where like mm-hmm. it's all the live action movies that showed up in that thread where you're like, what? Yeah. How many Bill Cosby comedies did you make? Like, <laughs> or like or Big Thunder Mountain occurs to me too. Of like, I'm sure like the two years surrounding Big Thunder Mountain were yeah. all horseshit for Disney movies, but then like mm. iconic, perfect, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. The one that's in my head from Twitter is that that won't leave my head, even though this was six weeks ago. Now the uh, there was a Disney Channel movie that I guess they have determined is Disney. This will remain Disney. And somebody tweeted this just with the just the tweet was just oh no, and the and it was a like basketball player, a twin girl basketball player movie called Double Teamed. Oh boy! <laughs> oh boy! Nobody thought the Double wow. Teamed was a problem. Uh, wow. <laughs> then when it came yeah. out, this, was, this wasn't oh. okay. This that's not a new phrase. Simpler that wasn't okay time. in two thousand two either. Yeah. It's not the Van Damme Rodman movie, Double Team. No. No. Right. Which is great. Which is great. Yeah. It ends in a big, like, the fucking, uh, the, the uh, Roman Coliseum explodes. Oh, yeah. There's a bunch <laughs> of, like, soda machines in it, and the mm-hmm. branded soda machines go flying at the camera. What? Yeah. So, yeah, it's really You gotta see Double Team. And Mickey oh, Rourke's man. the villain in that? Is that right? I think so. Right? Yeah. yeah. I believe so. I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah. Gosh. Mickey Rourke, <laughs> when he was in his Disney between 1950 and 1990 period. <laughs> yes, uh-huh. yeah. Wow. Who yeah. owns Double Team? Does Disney own Double Team? Oh, oh my God. <laughs> uh, do they own Double, yeah, double, double Teamed in. And Double Team. <laughs> team. I'll look it up. Let me look it up. Uh, well, you guys okay. can keep talking. Here, but here's another link. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating then that I feel like so much of sort of the cultural knowledge of Disney becomes the theme parks, becomes like it's a small world, becomes like jokes about like expensive food and whatever. Sure. Like that's when people are doing like Disney humor. Mm-hmm. It's so often theme park based and merchandise based. Yeah. And it's not until the 90s then when you like, okay, they've revived the princess thing. There are new tropes here. And that's combined like the whitewashing of the fairy tales with the theme park sort of price stuff. Oh, sure. Which like, then, like, what is Disney in terms of pop culture? Like, right. it, 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 the, the cynical pop culture. Because take Shrek on. is all about cashing in on that cynical pop right. culture perception of Disney. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is so yes. much Katzenberg being like, I'm, I've defected. Mm-hmm. I'm like an expat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a chip on my shoulder, and now I can finally make the jokes that everyone else has been making about me. 
Sure. Like, uh, yes. I can do itchy and scratchy land. <laughs> right, 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 yeah. But now also, that I'm at this ruggedly independent, right. I do what I want. But so. can I make it a family film? Like, can I have my cake <laughs> and eat it too? Like, can mm. I do the jokes that make all the adults go like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> Disney is fucked up. Shrek <laughs> also sell a bunch of dolls. Opens with, uh, like, a stand-in for Tinkerbell uh, almost getting eaten by a frog. Uh-huh. And then it ends with that same fairy getting shot out of the screen into a speaker. <laughs> and the same gimmick as in PhilharMagic with mm-hmm. Donald Duck's little seat, like, and legs waggling mm-hmm. around. Seat, yeah. Uh, uh, the fake Tinkerbell is like sort of ah. Yeah, I forgot that was in. The, I this is a that's thing with me. I, I forgot what the four Ds were because you can watch that's, the water, but you yeah, can't. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's the only like sort of like theater environmental thing like yes. that. Mm-hmm. Well, and the seats. There's a lot of like the there's a lot seats of seat bump stuff. Yeah. when you're on a bumpy road. Yeah. You're on a bumpy what a fun. Road. And then and there's a rat gag. Yes, which oh, I, the, the, I think we they, all they, hate. they did the honey yes. from the audience. Yeah, 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 the the yeah. You don't get poked in the back though, like bug, do you? I don't think um, so. I feel like something. I feel like something does happen on the seat. Am I wrong? I feel like there's a lot of carriage riding, and I remember a lot of smells. Like I remember that being the one sort of redeeming aspect of Shrek 4D was like they really kind of because even I was rewatching it on Netflix. The weird yeah. form it exists in. <laughs> the Yesterworld YouTube channel pointed oh, out yeah. the one. This is the one theme park ride you can watch on Netflix. Right. Yes. Because even like you have like oh like Back to the Future ride like on the Blu-ray box set, but it's like presented yeah. in a context of like here's like a time capsule of this one element of this thing. Yes. And this is an example of like. They fucking broadcast this on television. They yes. sold it multiple times in home media. Yep. They sold it to other theme parks. Yes. This was at multiple <laughs> Universal theme parks. Right. And also at, uh, what are they called? Movie, movie World. World. Yes. Uh-huh. Warner Brothers Movie World Germany in Australia. And, Australia? And yeah. Movie Park in Germany. Yeah. Um, it is, like, uh, it, I have to say, it is no match, despite being oddly also at a Warner Brothers park and other parks, it is no match for the most hoard out attraction in all of theme parks spongebob square pants in 4d uh this is this replaced oh that's right Right. movie park germany movie park germany yeah let me just say really fast because i didn't really i that i was in my head that like oh things just being really weirdly tossed off to other parks so that's like that spongebob thing then i looked it up SpongeBob SquarePants in 4D has all told in its history played at 42 different wow. locations at wow. Six Flags parks, at Paramount parks, yeah. at aquariums, at museums, at zoos, at Madame Tussauds, at the Excalibur in Las Vegas. Wow! I assume there's porn booths somewhere where one of the options is SpongeBob 4D. <laughs> I, yeah, I've been. I feel like to a weird amount of Six Flags parks that have it, and it's always anomalous because it's like you have no other like SpongeBob Nickelodeon presence. You don't no. have any uh-huh. deal with them. The yeah. Paramount parks did have paramount viacom did yeah. uh where it was in the paramount parks for a long time mm-hmm. nickelodeon was in those parks for a long time I so imagine that makes sense it was built originally for that yes but probably. then at, at a certain point it became like spongebob has just like never dipped it has only grown it <laughs> lasts through generations yeah. right. like it still plays mm-hmm. so it becomes yeah. this safe bet if you have some like if you got burned building a 4d theater <laughs> right at your like six flags <laughs> franchise or movie world and you're like i did fucking robots 4dx you know like well, i did an open, original story open season Nobody in smell vision right and now like i spongebob is 
a safe bet. Like, I'm not going to mm-hmm. have to replace this in 18 months. Oh, sure, sure, yes. They're, it'll get dimmer and dimmer. Right. It'll get impossible to look at, but people will people come in. People will still anyway. come in. Yeah. <laughs> that is a bet that I think Warner Brothers Movie World may should have taken because uh, there, Shrek 4D replaced Marvin the Martian in uh, 4D or 3D. Okay. Marvin Here's the Martian in 3D. It ran yeah. for eight years. Yeah. Then Shrek lasted only five years, and it was replaced by Journey to the Center of the Earth 4D Adventure. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's this really bleak thing where a bunch of theme parks, once 3D like studio film releases started becoming like more prevalent, mm-hmm. would just take like a showreel. They'd take like yeah. a 10-minute section of a wide-release 3D movie, yeah. put it in their 4D theater, and yeah. just show you a thing you could have seen at an AMC with a couple extra effects. Mm-hmm. Well, this is, we're living this currently with, you know, Star Wars Path of the Jedi and this junk that they uh, fill all of the empty theaters with that used to be teeming with 3D films yeah. in mm-hmm. Disney parks. At um, least Fill Our Magic is in there now. Yeah, the, the, the there's Kelvin finally adventure. a... Pro- oh, the God, all those, yeah, the, like, Maleficent previews and all uh-huh. that shit. Oh, my God. I mean, yeah. I just want to contextualize, like, this is a trilogy. Obviously, we are completing a trilogy here. Mm-hmm. Right, but there uh, could be other trilogies. There'll be other trilogies. Be other yeah. trilogies. Yeah. Right, yeah. for me, I, you know, my my sort of role on uh, Podcast The Ride, I, I want it to be a sort of loosely connected series of interlocking trilogies. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love um, it. A, a series within the series. A series within the series. Because we got a lot series. of them going now. Right. Oh, and thank you again for announcing it at PTR 23. Mm-hmm. It's very delightful I to gotta get to say, say. You asked me to do the video. Mm-hmm. I was happy to help. Mm-hmm. I, you know, stepped away from a very busy, you know, <laughs> career. <laughs> um, <laughs> flicked um, on the fluorescent lights in your kitchen. <laughs> uh, not even in the hallway outside it, my girlfriend's apartment. Okay. <laughs> Because she was on a business call. <laughs> and I was like, don't mind me. I'm just going to record seven Couple takes of me players. pretending to be Zachary Levi. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> announcing Nerd HQ. Oh, I love that. Oh, That's very You asked me to do it like day of. I was happy to do it. I sent to you. You were like, thanks. Love and then the episode comes out a week later. And I, I was sitting there listening. And you started to almost say it. And I was like, wait a second. Is he going? No, he's not. And I, I truly, I got full body chills at you in a sort of tossed off way going, well, yeah, yeah, why not? Okay, yeah, well, I'm going to say it. He is a, a Podcast the Ride legend. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot. We haven't yeah, seen you since was, we uh, made, since a, fo- a technicality made you a Podcast the Ride legend. I, was, I mean, <laughs> chills. I was, chill. I, was, I was walking around a five below, and I started beaming. The hairs on my neck were standing up, and uh, no one else could. I, I was like, I want to grab someone and go, do you know what just happened? I've been inducted. I forgot we haven't addressed this. Yeah. Yes. Forced by a slide. Show, uh, yeah, it hey, works for me. Right. I, I we did we could have objected, we didn't object. No, the setup was there was a table and I was <laughs> running the computer, and right. the table's like just out of arm's reach. So every time I had to, I had to really lean in, yes, and I, I think I feel like I hit hit it twice, right? <laughs> I hit the button twice. You went that past Chaco was... to me, <laughs> yes, and I ended up sneaking my way into yeah. that designation. That yeah. show Chaco. was yeah. chaos. That was like preparing we had no, for we the we Anaheim so show. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I was joking, uh, uh. 
my <laughs> we, we were at a bar for like my birthday recently and mm-hmm. someone went oh how was your you guys did a show in anaheim right and i was like yeah it was great uh putting it together was chaos <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like we were jerry-rigging stuff we're all on the we ground had Jerry, yeah, go. we had a table I stuff i watched was on your the whole ground. video until it was playing and uh, <laughs> i got a sense of it and like yeah. okay it'll work great he's wearing a forky hat it's fine <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah um it is okay. a, well, welcome uh, to yes. PTR Legends. Uh, i i can't yeah. even even you saying it again i just got chills <laughs> again PTR Legends. uh such such <laughs> honor i i do want to say though uh i i feel like it didn't happen because she was the guest on the episode but i feel weird being inducted and and jenny not being in because i feel like Mm. as a fan first i'm like that's clearly the best running guest you have on the show i would would agree and i'm honored to be in in the larger conversation but for me it's inarguably jenny is like Mm. the fourth good boy wow yeah you you were both though the people uh yelled at us the most uh on the internet megaphone of like have them on the show oh really jenny nicholson and griffin yeah 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 yeah, you might be i mean look i'm 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 happy to be in the same general zip code but but jenny's at a different level sure she has the experience and the insights and well, I just I want to say, I as a fan will be angry Jenny. if she's not inducted next year. She and will be inducted, I'm sure. I'm just saying you're selling yourself short. I wouldn't do that. Sure. Uh, you're up there. I, I'm, I, once again, I'm happy to be in there. So, um, but we'll do it in the way most inconvenient to when we could have done it with her right there. Right, we will do right. it in a, some bizarre. Yeah, she'll right. be somewhere else, and yeah. then she'll find out mm-hmm. from a third party. Yeah. So it's, and it's, go, oh. It's oh. Chucko, Marvel McFay. No, not Marvel. Marvel's no, not no. in there yet. Not yet. Maybe should be. So then, do you know what? Jenny is actually in pretty good company being right on the outside. Because she's going to probably get inducted in the next class Chucko? with, it's with Pop- Marvel. It's Papa Steve from Papa the Bread Steve, Factory tour. Right, and Ice Cream Adventure. Sunday I like. Right. Once. It was the <laughs> the uh, Hollywood's Next Big Star poster, right? Oh, yes. Oh, the, 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 yes. the poster outside <laughs> of the bathroom in California Adventure. Right. <laughs> the guy on, like, Actor Magazine I mean, or whatever it is. <laughs> there was um, another idea that didn't come to fruition that i'll tell you about off microphone oh wow yeah oh boy <laughs> hmm. um, you guys know it yeah well just w- within w- viewing this as a trilogy right yeah. uh you know I, I i i've come on and covered two of what i think are the finest american films ever made yeah legit, Vision, yes, 3d absolutely. and terminator 2 yeah uh, judgment day 3d uh wh- which i think are, are both uh, work incredibly well as theme park attractions and as movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we were like, what's like the third one to close it out? We were like, I guess kind of by default, because like if he did Honey, I Shrunk the Audience, if, yeah. Shrek 4D is the next kind of logical one from that era. Yeah. Well, and I mean, the the one that's looming, there is a major 3D film made by a major film director, but I don't <laughs> yes. think anyone wants to touch it with yes. a 10-foot pole, Yes. which is heartbreaking because, yeah. boy, do I love this film. I know. But I don't think... I, I, <laughs> We've made you do it. Right. You're doing that or nothing. <laughs> I have also, I've embarrassingly only seen that one on YouTube. I missed it when oh. they re-released it. Oh, yeah, it. they released it. Sure, um, sure. I went, so I like book, got a hotel room yeah. the night that it came out. That's how... Uh, Can um, I say a very dark thought? Uh-huh. I don't think this is going to be dark in the way people now are fearing it will oh, be yeah, dark. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, I'm about to get know. kicked out of <laughs> the right legend. out of this room. I had this feeling after watching Leaving Neverland where I was like, I wish I had seen Captain EO before this. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like, I wish, like, I wouldn't, like, I, I would be able to compartmentalize it now. Mm-hmm. But in the way I'm like, I'm happy I saw certain things made by monsters 
before I knew they were monsters. Pre-tinted. So now I never have to watch them again. And they're sort of sectioned off in my brain. Because the memory is, a, you have at least the pure memory totally. to remember it by. And just in terms of like being a person who wants to have like a knowledge of pop culture and whatever. Mm. Sure. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. But to like invest in it now. Right. Seems like an odd thing to do. Like, I remember my friend and I, like, five or six years ago, we were like, we should really see, like, Bill Cosby live before he died. <laughs> and then when, like, all the stories came out, I'm like, dodge a bullet. Glad I didn't see Cosby live. Give him my money. <laughs> sure, sure. But then part of me is like, I wish I had seen it. And then... Mm found out that he was a piece of shit and felt bad that I'd gone to see it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I wish I just had in my brain the experience of seeing old, angry, half-blind, I'm going to yell at everyone <laughs> in my audience, Bill Cosby. And, and go for, like, longer than this podcast. His right. sets are th- three and a half hours. Right. And be like, oh, I got a bad vibe from this guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I did see, I saw R. Kelly during the window where, like, everyone forgot before they remembered again, yeah. and it was something. That was, was really the Captain EO thing. Like, it was, like, post-Jackson death. Everyone was like, oh, we're just, like, we totally love him now. Yeah, right? completely pulled out of the parks. If yes. you look at the timeline, when it started getting taken out, yeah. it was trial one, and then we, yeah. and then he died, and then just, like... Never mind. Fine. Yeah, it's right. fine. We all agree it's fine. Uh-huh. Right. This Which was a nice. It was a nice period. era to live in. Not. It's not good that everyone was ignoring it. But it was yeah, like like terrible. terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Horrible that everyone's ignoring it. But right. this sort of like you know fingers and ears ignorance is yes. bliss in a way. Yes. It's but not I, ignorance. Right. I had that feeling like after watching Leaving Neverland, where I was like, they're never gonna put it back in the parks again. Like I'm never gonna yeah. get to see it. Which is for. <laughs> In the grand yeah. scheme of things, for the best. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But oh boy, oh the the seats danced. To the, oh, now that that's seat shaking. You could take all, if you could just take them out and digitally put. Is there a is way? The, well, and can we do an episode that avoids aesthetically speaking? Is it's mostly going to be about Hooter the elephant, right? The yeah, alien that's elephant. the thing. Can I don't. Put is Bruno Mars in there? <laughs> right. Major and minor right. domo. They <laughs> and do, we know that's what we'd be talking. I'd be. I I would have spent twenty minutes on the plastic egg that's lying. On him, yeah. You know what? The ship that crashes. is the question. This is the mm. big moral question. What did Fuzzball know? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, was he complicit? Mm. This is all also making me realize I forgot I never watched the Theranos documentary that came out like right around that time oh, period yeah. on HBO. Yeah. Mm. And I'm like, oh shit, I have that at home. Waiting. That thing's like, bad. Maybe I You're just thinking of other movies to watch while we're talking. You don't want to talk. I didn't want to watch Fighting Never Lake because it seemed unpleasant. You're going to end oh, up I watching Haunted is. Mansion at 5 a.m. I am, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you want, what you're saying is you want Alex Gibney to make a documentary about what Fuzzball knew. <laughs> yes, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, but, but like, Honey, I Shrunk the Audience, yeah. Captain EO, Muppet Vision, Terminator 2 3D are all examples of like, this feels like a theme park attraction. You're not just sure. sitting in a theater and watching a 3D movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's a thing that, like, the resurgence of 3D, which was largely spearheaded by and ruined by Jeffrey Katzenberg. Mm-hmm. Like, Jeffrey Katzenberg is, by all accounts, for all intents and purposes, the man who killed the Golden Goose. Like, this thing that was briefly, like, reviving mm-hmm. theater, like, ticket yeah. sales. Now, allow me to say this, that at this exact week that we're recording this, I'm mm-hmm. working on a Quibi show. Oh, so I would just like to say, 
Quibi, we, we love you. Any comments that have been made in the past were incorrect. I've been proven wrong, and I'm not saying the things that uh, Griffin is saying. And Scott, I would like to add that in a few weeks I will be pitching to Quibi. This is not a joke either, and I would so, like to say my opinion is that Quibi's probably great. We haven't seen it yet when it's launched, but I would like to... Katzenberg killed the Golden Goose because he had so many more Golden Geese to yes. Yes, that golden yes. Goose raise from was, babes. That Golden Goose yes. was, uh, was going to die of old age anyway. <laughs> so these new young Golden Geese. Right. Yeah. 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 If you yeah. guys need to sip out of the room for another few minutes, Griff and I can continue this conversation because <laughs> I don't have anything lined up. I, I don't have a lot going on. Yeah. I've been trying to get a general with them. <laughs> it's a blast. It's yeah. a lot of fun. Oh, The, the general <laughs> sounds so much fun. I hear the meetings you can uh, have. Fuck. I, don't know I see. This, I was going to say, you can, yeah. <laughs> you can have the meetings uh, standing uh, up vertically or lying down pesadently. Yeah. <laughs> and it's got to work both ways. Yeah. The golden goose that, is idea. So, that is such yeah. a crazy thing. I have I have heard that corroborated by so many people, and I have also talked to so many friends who are actors on Queeby shows, and they're like, "That can't be true." But like they were I, on the set, and they're like, "That it's not going to work." That, well, no, they weren't like technically that's impossible. They were like, "That seems weird that no one would tell me that." That I think that's not Just complete incredulity. That is, I believe, out the window. Really? No, no, no. I'm I'm in a room on a thing. They showed us a chart. They said, remember to frame. They said to me, a writer, not involved in the technical aspect at all. To remember that the frame. So I shouldn't write anything with it. It says a very wide frame opens up. I heard somebody, there's a show that's being made that they were like, yeah, we're not doing that. Maybe maybe some of the bigger creators are getting to just put their foot down. Talking about. Well, it's like they have like news. Does the news flip formats? I guarantee you the news. Flips format. Yeah, the news. If anything's going to flip format, it's going to be the news. Right, right, yeah, right. that's then, I was talking about this the other night too. Do you know about the Shining, like the mo- the aspect ratios? Like when Kubrick shot the Shining, the monitor, he could see what it would look like in sure. sixteen by nine yes. and yes. four by three, yeah. so that like the four by three video release, you saw like other stuff in the scene. Right. right. Yeah, that's like Dark Knight. They did that, and those all the IMAX it's, movies. Right. Kind of it's do that. cool yeah. if it's done intentionally. Yeah, it is insane the way that they're planning on doing it. But also, you don't like, think Antoine Fuqua is like, look, you don't think the Kiefer Sutherland fugitive? They're like, all right, let's make sure when he's running through this tunnel, he's I'm, like, I'm this astounded this. by how many Queeby shows are remakes of movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it feels weird that even at that level, they're like, "Well, we need a baseline IP here. We need something." <laughs> no, nowhere. <laughs> Kiefer Sutherland fugitive it. made me feel like, no, that already happened. Yeah, it did right. it? Right. It feels right. Yeah, yeah it feels per- like a perfect equation. There's it been feels so many like fugitive shows. Yeah, he did that yeah. on CBS, yeah. right? He must have. There was like seven eight, seasons. Yeah, yeah. Eight, eight seasons. That was designated survive. Twenty four. Oh, Wait yeah. a second. Well, um, that being said, we do open. Yeah, let's. Eventually, yeah. we gotta get to Shrek. Well, what I was gonna say, right? I feel like Shrek is an example of like all the shit that is sort of more theme parky and experiential to being in that per- specifically constructed theater mm-hmm. at any one of as seven theme parks <laughs> where it was playing are so gimmicky and hollow and less successful than the things like Muppet Vision and I Struck the Audience and T2 where it's like more fully integrated into it um, yeah. and, and it speaks to the fact that they like made a movie that can kind of work without the theme park 
Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and that is yeah. The, the fact that they could repurpose it, which you couldn't do with Honey, I Shrunk the Audio, you couldn't just be right. watching that on a DVD. But it's like an ultimate neither nor. Where like I remember seeing Shrek 4D at Universal and being like. This is a bad 4D movie. And then watching it on Netflix being like, this is a bad animated short film. (laughs) And in either format, I'm irked by things that were clearly done for the sake of the other format. There's some cognitive dissonance because the pre-show is very theme parky. Which I think is the most successful shit. Yeah, with yeah. like oh, yes. Gingy, Gingy banging on the camera yeah. and then making jokes about like it, this is what happened after the credits. And it and being like dungeon security camera. Yes. Oh, yeah. And it helps because Shrek, the first Shrek is so much. And the pigs like, are in the cages. The just the, eyes yeah. of, uh, you can, well, there's a video yeah. you can watch that the user cow missing who releases all the like good raw material uh-huh. of the, all these yeah. pre-shows and everything yeah. has like video feeds of every individual That's set of pig great. eyes. It's pretty cool. <laughs> They're good. It, they're yeah, good. I do, and, I'm glad you brought that up. I do like the brief. And, and the show building is good. It helps that, like, mm-hmm. Shrek has set up that the whole kingdom is like a riff on Disney World mm-hmm. that's already baked into the cake. Yeah. So, like, the, um, that's fun to see. Like, it's like, oh, I'm walking through the real thing because oh, in sure. Shrek, there are turnstiles. And there oh, are yeah. weird, like, uh-huh. sort of, like, uh, velvet ropes, you know? And and there's, like, a scene in Shrek where he, like, gets in a fight with, like, a dude in a Farquaad mascot costume. Where he's yes. in, like, right. the ride queue line. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sure, sure, So yeah. seeing all that stuff, like, replicated in real life is, like, kind of fun. I was going to say the Singapore uh, location that opened Nuts. after the other ones. Yeah, that facade is crazy. It's like the full yeah. castle. It's far, yeah, far away. massive scale. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. was rumored to be in the new... Uh, one in Orlando, but I don't think it's happening. It's not at least in the picture. There is like a sort of medievalish, but that, it's maybe how to how to change your dragon. Yeah, that's the what people think. Right. But there was yeah, it was going to be a full like reverse Magic Kingdom, Shrekified. But both of those are kind of weird. Like I, I mean. So I think Shrek, how to train your dragon. They must have tested well enough that like okay, that's a trilogy. There's yeah. three. There's, I think, uh, there's a spinoff TV show, and uh, people still have goodwill towards this. They are very well regarded. They're probably the best reviewed DreamWorks franchise, top to bottom. And the ancillary stuff has done well for them. But it also, like, all three Hot Train Dragon movies, each one makes less than the previous one. Sure. Like, they go down. Whereas, like, the other crazy DreamWorks franchises, you're like, Madagascar 3 made that much? Uh For sure. What would have happened, though, if they had made the other alternate Shreks, like Nick Cage Shrek? (laughs) Oh, you didn't get to all these. Oh, my God. Yeah, Janine Garofalo as Fiona. Whoa. Um, There's like, Chris right. Farley recorded 95% yeah. of his dialogue. That much? Yes. yes. Yeah. And you can then find a, that online. You, yeah, mm-hmm. and it's just him doing Not his voice, but it's it's him just doing his regular voice, and it sounds very endearing. And then people They, were they had saying, a 3D model that looked more like the illustration. Yeah. Oh. yeah. And it was Farley, so that's a whole other, oh, yeah. completely different character. And apparently, I... I would so, so curious to learn more about this. Like, Mike Myers did not know he was replacing Farley and did not know there were recordings. Whoa. When he they was... kept that from... Didn't he... They, he claims that he asked that when they showed it to... Was this on his Marin episode? That when they showed it to him, he said, it seemed like you he Farley doing this at some point? Yeah. yeah. And they said, no. Because they had, like, storyboarded it to his voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, they had, like, the animatic, like, showreels of, like... 
which I guess they must have showed him and then put in some scratch voice of like someone at the DreamWorks offices to cover it up. But the whole character had been defined by like Farley's full performance. Like they had it all like sort of blocked out. I mean, I, 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 as like a weird broken child who was like reading variety, distinctly remember them announcing that Chris Farley was going to be the voice of Shrek. But I yeah. guess Mike Myers probably just, you know, didn't ask, didn't care, busy, you know. Yeah. Or when no. he asked, he had no outside, like, reference. He hadn't heard anything. It just seemed like it. Um, but, yeah, it's like, right, Spielberg wanted to do it on his own, maybe as live action, maybe as hybrid, do it at Amblin. Um, then DreamWorks it, bought the rights from them. Right, right. Once, right, he formed that, and it was like, this is the big idea. And then they just kept on, like, resetting it over and over yeah. again. And then, like, Farley dying, and then Mike Myers did it all in the voice of uh, Lothar from uh, the Hill People mm-hmm. from SNL. That was the first Where it's yeah. like, hello, I, I am, am Lothar. Lothar. Like, I am very, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And he was like, he went in, and first of all, apparently Myers demanded a page one rewrite per his notes. Mm. his like control freak stuff he like they rewrote the whole script to his like sort of interest i think they brought in a bunch of his like snl guys who were uncredited on it michael mccullers i think worked on track but Mm. didn't get credit and that is what took out all that was the final nail that killed all the farley right anything hanging on right right because i think it was like i want to make this thing my own it feels like this is some remnant of some other movie you don't even like what then what is mike meyer i mean for sure that thing that's reprised in trek 4d of uh is he compensating for that's i can't do scottish at all uh is he is is farquad compensating for something uh (laughs) there's a few penis there's a few penis jokes in the movie clearly myers obviously yeah he loved that's his favorite yeah Yeah. trek 4d has a number of calls Backs to the first movie, like mostly what it is. Mm-hmm. Second beats that that's, don't necessarily so pay off. So fucking weird. He about just this. made yeah. it like body. He made it body, like in his yeah. made body, body style. right? And then his his thing was he was like, "This is too arch. I'm doing the sketch comedy character. It doesn't work. There's no emotionality to it. I want to redo it with a Scottish accent." And he was like, "My my like one of his parents was Scottish." He'd done the voice a bunch it's of his times. Dad. And that's, that's did all it. And, an an and fat bastard. Right. And he made yeah. this <laughs> argument to like, I, I think it's a soft accent that's also hard. Like you can sort of balance the warmth and the monstrous side of him and pitch them on it. And in like one of the rare instances I've ever heard of like Katzenberg choosing the more expensive option was like fine. And they threw out like $6 million worth of animation. Oh to start over. Yeah, Do we think, I wonder if on, with timeline, is that the difference between like what he can request pre Austin Powers and post Austin Powers? Like, is he like, does Austin Powers put him in a position where it's yeah. like, fine, spend the money because we'll get it back? Yeah, I mean, you go like in between like Austin Powers 2 and Austin Powers 3, no one's going to say no to that guy. Yeah. 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 But then that whole fucking that crazy Dieter debacle right. is part mm-hmm. of all that. And is that dream? No, that's universal. Universal. But that was probably about the same time as this, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and Cat in the Hat was the fallout of. <coughs> right. That, yes. was his, yeah. that was his punishment. Make good. Yeah. That was his make good. <laughs> it's Lock one, him of my, in a suit. <laughs> one of my favorite phenomenons. I would love to like curate a film festival that's movies where actors were sued into being in them, <laughs> which is like Mike Myers so and Cat good. in the Hat, uh, Edward Norton in The Italian Job. Oh, yeah, yeah, Which is yes. why he clearly doesn't want to be in that movie. Uh, mm-hmm. David Cross in uh, third. Yes. Uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks. Uh, uh, Emily Blunt in Gulliver's Travels, which she was forced oh, to do because of an option on the contract she signed for Devil Wears Prada. 
And uh, because she was forced to make that movie, she dropped out of playing Black Widow in the Marvel oh. Cinematic oh, Universe. No. She was signed and announced. And Fox was like, no, we got one on you. Jesus. Well, she's, she's probably had a more interesting career since. Totally. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. But it's still yeah, a crazy thing to think about. And she'll get in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that means she's available. Marvel will devour her. I have to say, I was trying to think back to 2001 when Shrek did finally come out. And I have such a weird association with it because I was like between sophomore and junior years of high school. Yeah. And this is when a couple friends got cars and driver's licenses. So this was the summer that like, we don't need our parents to take us anywhere. So-and-so can drive, which resulted (laughs) in me seeing Shrek twice oh i, I thought you were about I to say 20, 20 times, no. times. <laughs> I, I, I think i ended i did see it with my family and then i saw it with friends because i there was a friend who saw he was obsessed he got obsessed with moulin rouge that mm. summer and every time we we're like well we, let's go to the movies and he's like well, i want to see moulin rouge let's go to moulin rouge let's it's, go to moulin we've rouge we've all seen moulin rouge at this point and he's like on number three four or five screening and it's like no it's not in theaters anymore but shrek is somehow still in theater let's just go see shrek i'll see it again fine i'll see shrek again played. and it was fun it was yeah. fun summer, we liked the it summer of summer shrek for jason sheridan <laughs> this is an insane stat that i'm embarrassed to share and i don't think i i cannot think of another example of this i believe i saw shrek Three times opening weekend. Whoa. I believe I saw it Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Wow. Because I just could not get enough of this fucking thing. Wow. And I saw Red Dragon twice. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, I saw it with my dad and then friends. We were going to go see something else but got the times wrong. And they're like, we could go see Red Dragon. And I'm like, yeah, okay. But a lot of people I like in that. Movie. Yeah. Like, that's Ed Norton, too. Right? Ed, Norton yeah, Ed Norton and Mary Ed Louise Norton. Parker. Yeah, and- yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hoffman. Yeah. yeah well, the, the the circumstances were there was a kid in my grade named Max Shrek, Whoa. also the name of the villain from Batman Returns, and the actor Max. Shrek. Yes. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. But at the time, <laughs> oh, yeah. that was flying over our heads, and we were just like, "Yo, dude, they made an animated movie about you." Like, it was just the best joke, and he owned it. To his credit, Max Shrek owned it. Wore it like a mm-hmm. badge of honor. Had a Shrek birthday party. Oh, that's and fun. we were like thirteen or fourteen. Okay. But he was like, "We're gonna buy Shrek party supplies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're gonna like everyone buy me Shrek presents. Like I'm owning this. This is my movie." Cool. So that was like Saturday was gonna be Max Shrek Shrek birthday party followed by a sleepover where I distinctly remember at Max Shrek's apartment watching uh, the cowbell sketch. Uh, um, that that as was it aired. Yes, that was the wow. weekend that Christopher Walken does Cowbell on SNL. I also remember where I was when that sketch. I like, mean, I remember the whole changed. room. Yeah. yeah, truly, it just you could kind of. I feel like for for the four of us as comedy nerds, if you were watching that live, you were like, "This is something." It, well, it, if you're going only... into comedy, enjoy this <laughs> curse. <laughs> yes. This is gonna be something. The guy who hired me and a lot of my friends at Funny or Die was a guy who, who wrote there at the t- at the time, Andrew Steele, and he mm-hmm. he at one point said, "You realize everyone in this building is here because of the cowbell sketch. Yeah, like the, this <laughs> would not this building isn't here without cowbell specifically. Mm. It's he's not. I mean, yeah. it, it still sounds bizarre, but it's true." It's crazy also because I, I remember I was like, yeah, I guess I was like 13 at that point, 12 or 13. And for years it had been my dad would 
tape SNL on a VHS. Mm. And I would wake up Sunday morning and have a bowl of cereal and watch SNL because I could Take me to church, right? Stay up. (laughs) Take me to church. Lord's my pastor. (laughs) That was my synagogue, was watching (laughs) SNL with, like, corn pops on, like, Sunday morning. But that was a rare one because it was a sleepover where I was like, Max's parents let us stay up. And I watched it live with three other people. So I was watching other people laugh at SNL, which I didn't usually get the social experience and watching them lose their minds i was like this is a this is something yeah yeah i did not think it would become uh the most dominant but like primary if like (laughs) if if we have to explain what is sketch in a thousand years we we only have room to remember one sketch i guess it's that one it's the thing we put in the time capsule you know it's what we buried outside the nickelodeon hotel or whatever we're so close so we're we're recording this to the time capsule yes yeah closer than we usually record oh wow yeah you're right (laughs) steps away i can feel it oh oh, no what are you gonna say sorry well, my other thought on Shrek is, okay, the, the two, two ideas on that. One, they say <laughs> the first thrusts. few years of a new decade are closer to the previous decade. Totally. So 2001, still a little 90s Yeah. My, th- I am wondering, is this, it, does Shrek mark the end of the 20th century? Or did the Matrix do that? <laughs> I, I, I think in a certain way it's Shrek and the Matrix. And here's another thing I'm going to say. I think Shrek, despite the fact that the franchise continued for another decade, I think Shrek is so specifically a movie that only could have come out, been this warmly received, this successful, this beloved, less than five months before September 11th. Yes, that was the other thing. This is the end of Innocence. This This is totally the end of Innocence. I think there's something to Shrek coming out in those final moments of like, you can't fucking touch us. America's Uh, on top. Hollywood's like, it's big stars, big movies. Anyone can come on a lot without a ton of screening. And and a certain type of irony starts to get questioned right after 9-11. There was that Mm. whole thing of like, is irony dead? Have we been living in this like sarcastic society does like sincerity need to be embraced again it's not an overnight like entire sea change but i do feel like shrek even when the sequels were doing well and people were watching it later some of its success was tied to remember nine months ago before the greatest yeah. act of like there's international geez. terrorism that our country has experienced in decades it's a different movie but right. we, we were all singing Hey, uh, here we are now. Entertain us, Shrek. Yeah, <laughs> we were singing it along to Moulin Rouge. We wanted it. Yeah. We were <laughs> yes. so, There's something hedonistic about Shrek. It's also funny. It's a little mind blowing. The trick came out the weekend of the cowbell sketch. Yeah. Because also, so that puts it at like that the cowbell sketch is happening and then five months later rudy giuliani and the firefighters with ashes on them and can Mm -hmm. we still be funny five months later right all of this is important like this is important cultural content can we still be funny is at least a joke uh as opposed to like the other tragedy called opens (laughs) there wasn't one joke you're right Right. there wasn't a joke in that the the tragedy mashups their new biggest recurring sketch or or singing (laughs) to sir with love when a Obama's term oh, ended. God, oh, oh, God. Yeah. Once again, uh, <laughs> these comments are not my comments. Yeah. Everything's great. Love everything. Uh, by the way, can I just put in, I, I, this is not part of a trilogy. I just want to throw in my my name into the ring. Mm-hmm. I would love to do the entirely behind the paywall, 
Jimmy Fallon episode. Mm, we it's hard to say huh. no to that. I know you threw it You're... out recently that maybe that's the way you can finally talk about Race Through New York. Well, the fact that you noticed that. I have that... so many thoughts on that ride. That might have to happen. I well, and if you're and if you're willing to go outside the trilogy, then yes. And if you're willing to jump into the lion's den, I mean, obviously, you, well, could... you won't hear it if you don't go by the pill. Well, obviously, right. we'll only say nice things. Yeah. But... You could, yeah, because that is like, they try to build that as a ride, but it is more of a 3D film. This is my Mm, argument. mm. That would be the Scorpion King to this, the Brendan Fraser (laughs) Mummy trilogy. Oh. You know, it's like a little bit of like. I love that. I agree. Perfect analogy. I just, now I just want to, we're recording this very late. I just want to roll straight into that right now is the problem. I'm not going to be able to do it for a while. uh, Now I am thinking about our day, upcoming day at Universal and going, Oh, if we blitz through original universe, Jesus, we gotta we gotta make time. time. No, oh, I do it. Yeah. I mean, I've done it, but I, I mean, haven't done we, it. You have done and, it. Oh, we have to do it together. Oh, that's why we, yeah. we okay. have so to we couldn't, experience. We couldn't do a bang bang. That's you the reason to, we can't yeah. right now. I yeah. have to experience fake thirty rocks. So, that's the thing. So much of it is the fucking Q area. Oh, the the Dapper Dan. What are they yeah. called? Uh, uh, the, I can't. Oh shoot, I can't remember. The Yankee Doodles, the Camptown Racers. I am more excited for the Today Show Cafe. <laughs> menu. Well, but the weirdest mm, thing the, is just like the queue area being like the front desk that you use to check in when you have an audition for an NBC pilot. Yeah. Oh, weird. Whoa. That's all. And, and then the tiny little Conan Tonight Show display. <laughs> oh, is it's my the favorite. most depressing. Oh, yeah. 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 You're Steve Allen has a huge case. Everyone's got it. And then it's like a little tiny. It's <laughs> somehow seen? more disrespectful than if they had removed him entirely. Yes, I actually, yes, I agree with that. There's This should probably be behind the paywall, but there's this video of Jimmy Fallon, like, talking to Steve Martin in that dis- he's facing that display and saying to the display as if like a beyond the grave Steve Allen Steve we did it Steve oh, we wait. did you have a ride Steve oh. god he would have oh. he would have loved this <laughs> and then it just pauses and doesn't cut and it's like a comedy cut again uh no, uh, I can't make. I can't defend that one. Watch the video. All, <laughs> All right, I did yeah. was describe a video. Yeah, I didn't say anything that wasn't no in the judgments video. judgments, and yeah. everyone, but uh, become a Patreon subscriber. <laughs> yeah, if you want am, more of that. You kind get of your thing. five dollars worth. I can vouch for the quality. Oh. Um, speaking of uh, Shrek, also I want to say, <laughs> yeah, Shrek premiered at the Cannes Film Festival. Okay. <laughs> Huge thing to talk about. Shrek, Eleven minutes standing ovation. So Shrek competed for the Palme d'Or, the first <laughs> animated film since Disney. Peter Pan. Yeah. Wow. Everyone sat down at Cannes, and one of the first things they heard was, Somebody wants to <laughs> And people were like, it might win. Like, I remember there being the buzz of, like, Shrek's a solid contender. Like, it's like... First animated film Oscar. Yeah. Shrek and Donkey oh, in yeah. attendance at the Academy <laughs> yes. Awards. So on <laughs> A technological check. marvel. Right. I think that's the one year where they animated the animated film nominees in the audience and to, mm-hmm. like before the animation studios were like this is kind of like infantilizing yeah. <laughs> that would be nice because you know Jack Nicholson's not always there anymore if they just every year Shrek animated Shrek and Donkey row. in the front row <laughs> Shrek wearing the Nicholson the, sunglasses yeah. coked out of his and then, there yeah. with Bill Adler and Donkey yeah and yeah. then th- uh, throw Shrek in the Lakers game audience uh, <laughs> crowd of this yeah, that, front row they should Shrek should just occupy when, when Nicholson 
Jason passes, yeah. Trek should take his seats. <laughs> <laughs> they like kind of bow to the seat and then yes. wave yeah. Trek in. Honestly, <laughs> it lands like... <laughs> with a big thud. The theater shakes. <laughs> it would be good if they just sort of like treated Shrek, Shrek like an actor. Yes. And he's just in movies. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> So well, like Shrek like, is. Well, that's this thing. Like <laughs> Universal buys DreamWorks, and they already have Illumination, which is doing so well yeah. for them, and has been doing uh, better than than DreamWorks for the last five or six years. Mm. And apparently, the whole thing was like Chris Melandari, who's in charge of uh, uh, Illumination, was like, "I'm not going to leave my post. I want to keep Illumination going. These minions are like printing money, but we got to figure out something to do with these DreamWorks characters." And by and large, like, the development of new DreamWorks movies has slowed down in the name of, like, these apparently constant meetings of, like, fuck, what do we do with Shrek? Like, mm. everyone's banging their head against the wall going, like, do we do a sequel? Do we do a reboot? Do we do live action? Uh-huh. Like, what do we do? What do we do? We got to do something new with Shrek. Dark Shrek. Which will win, that'll win Venice next right. year. But that's <laughs> why I'm like, just put Shrek in other movies. Yes, just put just Shrek put in other Shrek movies. In just other like movies. in, but like not like period, like just a romantic no. comedy with Kate right. Hudson. <laughs> right. Shrek and Kate Hudson and, are in a movie <laughs> yeah. about her working at a magazine or right. something. He's like a new, he's a new Vinnie Jones. Yeah. Movie. Right. Have yeah. Shrek exactly. play a villain in a Fast and Furious movie. Oh. Like, what's in the Universal <laughs> stable? Like, joining the crew. Yes. He's a little Shrek. Hobbs yes. and Shaw and Shrek. Shrek. <laughs> Shrek is a Guardians of the Galaxy yes. cast member. Yes. Sure. Yeah. It's interesting you bring up Illumination because the way this all played out, Shrek 1 comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, Two years later, nine eleven happens. Nine eleven happens. Yeah. Two years later, Shrek 4D is is placed in the kind of opens almost simultaneously, not totally simultaneously. I think um, Hollywood opened first, then um, Japan and Orlando opened on the same day. And for both of them, they're the attractions opening within like nine months of when Shrek 2 is going to come out. Yes. And it's such a unique phenomenon of not, like, we're making another, like, entry, but, like, we're making a bridge entry mm-hmm. between the yes. last theatrical movie and the next theatrical movie, knowing full well that Jeffrey Katzenberg was like, we're going to make six of these goddamn things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, in 2003, as a theme park goer, I thought, this is cool. Right. It's a, it picks up right where the first movie left off. You can't see it anywhere else. And it's like an important piece of it's of important the piece as what you walk next? out there. Yeah. Well, there's a poster in the exit that says coming in yeah. 2004 Shrek 2. That's sure. what happened. That's literally what, what it was. Uh, that is my memory of oh, it. Wow. But it's but, like so weird for this attraction to be like still running after Shrek 4 came out. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Because it's been like I don't. I'm not up. I haven't seen two through four, so I don't know what happened. But I imagine character things are like irrelevant or changed. Or kids, things change. Everyone babies, starts having yeah. kids. Yeah. Shrek's like, life gets really Shrek's complicated. Shrek's kids. Like growing up is tough. I'm sure mm-hmm. I would love yeah. Shrek's kids. So, you would like without that. having seen the films. I haven't seen three or four. Donkey and, and Dragon's kids are cute. Oh yeah, Donkey and Dragon's have kids. kids. Yeah. Oh, and there's a statue in Singapore of the 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 the. the, the Donkey Dragon Kids called they're called Drunkies. the Drunkies. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Great. yeah I it's to make a sure pretty that, horrifying statue, yeah, and I didn't uh, recognize them because I haven't seen the films. The I got the official uh, Bugman ruling on the Shreks. He said two and four. They oh, got to do two and four. Two and four are the two best ones. So he says. I don't know. Any, can anyone vouch for that or four, not? Four. I will say this. Four is kind of interesting. It's a it's a wonderful life. Yeah. Essentially. Oh wow. Yeah. Wow. 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 I think I saw two and three. I cannot remember any. Whoa, the parents. 
Fiona's parents show up at some point. That's (laughs) two. That's two. Three is like abysmal. Three is like memory holding. I am like reaching for this. Mm -hmm. Three is like it feels like it's sixty percent about selling the idea of Justin Timberlake as a movie star. Like it came out like the same time as as Love Guru or whatever. Yeah, when is Puss in Boots shows up and gets spun off? Oh, also so Fallon. You could also be called the. The Fallon episode is the Puss in Boots of the 3D movie. <laughs> yes. Mm. Yes. That that also works. <laughs> Separate but really. But um, compare this arc to like Illumination. Yeah. Secret Life of Pets comes out. Huge hit. Secret Life of Pets 2, not too big. Big Secret drop. Life of Pets, the ride coming 2020. Next right. Year. After oh, the weird. big drop. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Right. A different arc. Right. Right. That's why the the How Train Your Dragon thing, I think aside from the fact that it's like a good world and it's the mm. kind of thing that like you see a weird amount of how to train your dragon at like conventions and stuff oh, yeah. i think people like cosplaying how to train your dragon and all mm. of that but it it is like a franchise where the numbers dipped every time yeah and and usually i feel like people like to get in like you know when there's yeah, when it's hot right it yeah. is interesting with the way that what supposedly the four lands which are the nintendo for the new theme park in orlando nintendo how to train your dragon right. Fantastic Beasts, but I would be not surprised mm. if it's just Harry Potter Land 3. Right. They could just do any other area of... Right. Yeah. So that might be what happens. And then Universal Monsters, yeah. which is great. But the monsters and the How to Train Your Dragon, maybe they're just letting the imagining, imagineer, whatever they're called, universal yeah, creative, creative people do stuff they want to do? No, of course. Well, it's not It's a po- It's not possible that's the How case. to Train Your Dragon's a cool world. It could inspire cool attractions. Yeah. Uh, but also in my head, I'm like, oh man, imagine a dragon riding. Oh well, that's imagine dragons <laughs> ride. <laughs> but but that's the problem. Well, I, first of all, I'd love to see an imagine dragons. Ride. Yeah. I'd love to hear an imagine dragons <laughs> ride. But when I'm like, oh, it would be cool to do like a ride where where you're on the back of a dragon, and then mm-hmm. I I think, oh, that's that's Pandora. That's like they've already yes. done. The Great yeah. American Dragon Ride. Sure, yeah. unless it's a true like coaster somehow. Sure, which they yeah. dueling dragons too. Dueling dragons too. Yeah. They just move it over. Um, um, can I bring up this thing of you were talking about the connection? Like it's it's uh, like a vital connection between one and two. Uh, how? That's what I when in rewatching it, and I say this not knowing to, so maybe I just don't know. But I remember them making a big deal out of that at the time and thinking that was cool. But now I'm looking back and like, okay, so Fiona's an ogre now. What else? Is... Oh, I wouldn't say it's vital. It was no, just but I think like... that's what they said. I'm not oh, putting they... those. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm not criticizing you, Jason. Said it... no. I remember that was such the angle, and now yeah. I'm just going back to like what made them. It, like they could say nothing that. that happens in Shrek 4D has any bearing on the following three Shrek movies. No, okay. nor the following canon. eight Shrek TV specials. But yes, Ghost I, Farquad though, Ghost never Farquad ever acknowledged ever again. Never. I guess the fact yeah. that they did pick it up from they did, it's not a reset. They do That's like one thing. happened and Farquad is dead and right. Fiona is an ogre. But, but also uh-huh. like the fact that it starts with them like in the onion carriage. That's like the ending of Shrek one, and that it ends with them at the hotel for their honeymoon. That is the beginning of shrek 2 like it fits in oh, very that's tightly that's a little neat okay, yes. okay right sure. between the two so it's not that it like is important to the story at all mm-hmm. but it it's so specifically mm. between those two goalposts and it literally is how they move from one location right. to the other i guess that then it becomes so strange that it's like it is so specifically not a shrek 3d movie but a a, a, a 3d movie that is a sequel to the first shrek 
yeah. while they're like spinning their wild plans of like a Christmas special, a Halloween special, mm-hmm. you know, like all of this. They're making this like thing that's gonna, you know, it, be stuck between as opposed for a to decade T two. It, it doesn't feel as weird. It's clearly between right. two and three, but three feels like such a different thing. It's like right. one, one, two, and T two three D are one item for sure. Right, There's, and it was like and Cameron's then, final statement, at least. Like even if they mm. make these other entries, because they're not Cameron, it's like, well, that's not canon, and it sure. doesn't really count, and all yeah. that sort of stuff. But and, all the Shrek is all. It's all Shrek. I'm yeah. trying to think of like if there was a, a Star Wars three D movie in between uh, Force Awakens and Last Jedi. That's in between what it's the, like. The right. saber. Yeah. Well, we're sort of. We're in a. We had. This is a land between Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Yes, as it, it is. Stands. That's now. true. Will it stay that way? I don't know. Right. That's technically what it is currently. Yes. So all which... of pop culture is be- <laughs> just a land between like well, yes. all of pop culture is Shrek 4D now. It's this right. little connective, yes. unnecessary bit. Rogue yeah, One is are, yeah. Rogue One is Shrek 4D. It's plugging in pieces, right? We're and just taking gonna... you right up to the room where the right. next one's right. starts. Wow, yes. you're right. right. Yeah. That's the Shrek 4D thing where it's like you can start at. The original Star Wars and everything you need to know is in the body of that film. Mm-hmm. And Shrek 40 is being like, wait, 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 no, no, you need to understand how they got to the, <laughs> this, this is the, the hotel. And certainly you can yes. get on Star Tours and not know one fucking thing. Right, as opposed right. To- so I find it weird how plotty it is in that sense mm-hmm. that it's so directly in dialogue with the two movies. Mm-hmm. There's this crazy stat where yeah, we watched the same Yesterland video, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good video. Mm-hmm. And, and I also watched a, a iPhone video of it on YouTube where for the pre-show it was vertical. Yes. Then it went horizontal. Oh, Queeby style. Queeby style. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and it was obviously a little blurry because it wasn't 4D. I think I can summarize it real quick. Shrek and Fiona are on their way to their honeymoon. Shrek wants to take a shortcut through like a scary part of the woods. Then Ghost Farquaad shows up and him and Thelonious kidnap Fiona. There's a chase scene through the scary woods. They want to kill Fiona they so want that she kill... can be his ghost bride. Yes. yes. Um, there is a statue with a, 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 a Farquaad on a big pillar killing uh, the, the dragon. dragon. Like he's rewritten history. He's rewritten history. That's how they get In his the... death, he's rewritten history somehow? <laughs> he's somehow rewritten history. Because the end of the where first Shrek... where we get the Shrek. second reference to like, what's he uh, compensating for? <laughs> but the end of the first Shrek is Shrek... Fiona and Farquaad are getting married and Shrek rides the dragon through the stained glass of the church mm-hmm. and has the dragon eat Farquaad alive mm-hmm. and then is like, we're getting married and like runs off. I'm a believer. Cut to credits. <laughs> right? It's, yeah. the, it's the graduate ending. Right. <laughs> kind of. This movie has this weird thing where it's like somehow in death. Farquaad, and this is a fairy tale universe, right? Yeah. yeah. You have all sorts of magical creatures, but there's no sign of the afterlife in the first Shrek. And like Farquaad is this like very well connected ghost who's in regular conversation seemingly with his living henchman, Thelonious, yeah. and Still is loyal. planning this multi-step like lure them to the the forest with this statue that was built to correct the narrative of my death. Which he, didn't that just happen? Just like happened. Yeah. He hasn't missed a. They're beat. on their honeymoon. <laughs> Yeah, he hasn't, there's been no problem. Like, it's just he went from one form to another, and it's just business right. as usual. And just immediately started fucking with He has as much power Shrek. as he ever had. Right, right. Yeah. he's the most powerful ghost of all time. He inhabits the stone dragon statue, brings it to life, so then there's a dragon versus dragon chase sequence. Right. What? 
wouldn't it be real? I'm just I'm just thinking out loud here. Wouldn't that be nice if that is how it worked? You just like all of a sudden you like die and you were a ghost and it's just like normal. Invisible <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I'm around like, hey, and I'm like, can talk to my friends. Yeah, we're talking. Yeah. Everything's fine. I just keep in... doing episodes. Yeah, yeah. we just broadcast all into eternity. We'll go past our day. Yeah, Wasn't yeah. that going to be like one of the tossed out ideas for a Ghostbusters sequel? Was like Bill Murray helps train the new Ghostbusters, but he's a ghost. <laughs> that, oh, that was sounds so much better. And also with Farley, maybe. Well, his rumor. whole thing oh, for years gosh. and years was they'd be like Bill Ghostbusters three, and he'd be like I don't want to do it i'll only do it if you kill me off and that was just his yeah. way of saying like fuck off right i don't yeah. care right and like they this. like teams and teams of writers <laughs> over 15 years were like okay so act one is bill murray dies <laughs> Act two is he comes back as a ghost like everyone was constantly trying to crack the like bill murray dies in the first act ghostbusters mm-hmm. movie and they would have called him and he would have been like no that's not what i meant right. i meant don't bother me but there was one that I- was like it was pointedly like it was him mentoring oscar the baby from ghostbusters 2 yeah. as a ghost was that the year one guy's script i believe that was that script yeah uh, I bet he di- I bet they've cracked it in the new one, and he does die. Bill you think he does? I you think, think he gets a Han Solo like I no bold? So I bet. But other but answer the call. Universe. Bill Murray is still around. Whatever. No, he dies. He, died. he jumped out a window. I didn't see the movie. He's dressed like Paul Feig, and he jumps out a window. They kill, oh. they kill him. Oh. And yeah, like so make that's a full the announcement too. I, I realize now I saw like a grainy video of Ackroyd's cameo, but not Murray's cameo. So I, I contend that Murray's cameo is the good one in that movie. No. I think Sigourney Weaver's is the good one because oh, it makes d- sense. You know what? They're the yeah. good two. The yeah, other yeah. ones are all like fucking stab me in the eyes. <laughs> I'm a big answer the call defender. I huh. like it a lot as a movie, but anytime like they have someone come on and say the inverse of the line they used to say. Yeah, I what want is to murder myself. Which Bill Dan Aykroyd pioneered in Casper with when he runs out yes. of the house. Who you who you gonna call? Right, somebody, somebody else. else. Um, also, we should have score, uh, course said at this point we've defeated boss Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> Oh, we've Patreon already. Exclusive. Oh, yeah. It's funny to be talking about this post defeating a ghost. These are major spoilers. Uh, in, yeah, uh, in, but for you, not for uh, uh, not for I the know. listener. God, you know about yeah. it. We were in the underworld and we fought and defeated Dan. Well, of course, as one does. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's all ironic to be talking um, about this. Yeah, we, we we survived, and you can listen to it at Patreon.com. Podcast right. The underworld. That, that's episode. one of those that's things right. where I'm like watching this. I'm like, I found this so. I would have found this so funny as a 12 year old, and right now it makes me want to vomit. When when Donkey says, "Didn't uh, oh I know you died in the first movie," to Farquaad's yeah, ghost, very uh-huh. it's not a self-reflexive. If you decide you're that early on, right. Wayne's World knows it's that you know pretty quick. Totally, he's talking to you pretty fast. So that's a, but you can't if you've never done anything like that, you can't do it in the the forty theme park movie. And there's the a weird time. amount of fourth wall breaks where like Farquaad's ghost like pops out and like shushes the audience. Like don't tell them <laughs> oh, I'm a yeah. ghost. Fiona yeah. does the Matrix jump kick spin right. again, well. but Thelonious gets her this time. Right. Like they yeah. like there are a lot of pop culture references. But oh he's a donkey says I see dead people. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like there's no. so much stuff that's so like it's it's dated both in terms of where they're placing it within the larger Shrek mythology, and it's mm-hmm. dated in terms of every joke they're making. There, this, is a, this is I'm side noting too much. This really, all of this makes me think that Deadpool really deserves a 3D film in a theme park. Deadpool almost is is being uh, short shrifted. Yes. By only getting mainstream theatrical movies and not theme park attractions. Yes. That is Deadpool's mm, ultimate place. medium. What yeah. if also that's the first, and we may have talked about this before, if you get carded 
in a, in a theme oh. park attraction for the, <laughs> oh, the, the wow. first time they do. It's not a bad idea. All these, yeah. as I said, all of these theaters are all husks in the Disney parks. You turn them at that Tomorrowland one, the former EO, turn that into a seventeen and up only. <laughs> <laughs> Deadpool attraction. As soon as a kid sneaks in, though, they're screwed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, most Deadpool comics are technically like PG thirteen. Sure, there's like one or two runs of. Like oh, okay, you could lessen mature, it to thirteen. So you can that one, that's more okay. That. He can still make yeah. some of his like cutting pop culture remarks. He can call yeah. somebody Rosie O'Donnell or something. Right. He, oh, he sure. can know that he's part of a theme park attraction. He can yeah. reference how much oh, the tickets I cost. Bet he would. Right, uh, and he would also say like he yeah. would say maybe I can't say the words I normally would say. Right. Yeah. So there's that. I can't say. Yeah, and he would of yes. course call out parks ahead of consumer products. <laughs> call Bob out Chapek. the recent loss right. of uh, themed entertainment theme performers right. uh, in the uh, Bob Chapek, the Farquad of Disney parks. Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he'll be bugging us past his death. The, um, um, there's a weird. There's like another. There's like stuff that. Like Donkey calls himself a noble steed, which I think is a callback to the first Shrek movie. When he right. flies away, he yells about waffles, and Fiona's like, "What was that about waffles?" And Shrek's like, "Oh, it's a long story." Right, and it's like that—that that doesn't really pay off. There are callbacks like that that don't even function as like jokes; they're just kind of victory laps. Yes. Mm-hmm. Also, They're like, like you remember this thing from a year ago that you liked? Like Donkey was. Well, I want to know the logic of the travel itinerary. Like Donkey was coming on the honeymoon with them, but then yeah, at course. the end he goes home back. Let, let's go home, sweetie, to the dragon. And it's like, so it's like implying they're gonna make waffles and fuck, and like right. Shrek and, Do- and Fiona are like, okay, now we can fuck. But then there's a big party. So then there's a party that Donkey and the dragon are not at, but the three yeah. blind mice are there. And- I, I have not seen Shrek two since I saw it probably three times in theaters when it was released. <laughs> but I, from what I remember, it starts on their honeymoon. Uh, opening credit montage of them enjoying their honeymoon set to uh, Accidentally in Love yeah, uh, Counting by Crows. Counting Crows, a, an Oscar Academy Award nominated song. Yeah, I remember that performance. And then they're like in bed, like post-coital, and Donkey like pops up in between the two of them. Like I remember <laughs> yeah. Donkey's introduction to Shrek 2 being a joke that he is showing up out of nowhere in an intimate moment. Uh-huh. I'm all but certain that's how Donkey's introduced. So they need to like explain why donkey isn't with them for the latter leg of their trip to the hotel but also can't make a movie without donkey so they have to like explain why he's going with them on their honeymoon to a point i feel like the movie is also is what happened that they go on their actual honeymoon which is quickly wrapped up and then it's getting past the honeymoon stage of the relationship where they start to go through challenges and tribulations and it's like the honeymoon is over in two ways. You could argue the honeymoon is ogre and that is kind of the main (laughs) conflict (laughs) of Shrek 2, yeah. Does he, in that, where you end up at the end of Shrek 4D in that honeymoon suite hotel, whatever, is that, does he get her pregnant in that No, place? the babies come in at the end of Shrek 3. Oh, not for okay. a while. Okay. How many yeah. babies does he have? Like I should seven. know his, I yeah. should know the names of all of his yeah, babies. Yeah, like you should. 7. Okay, I do like them. I don't know their names. I don't know what they look like, yeah. but I do well say I like all seven yeah, of, of course. them. They're like the yeah. baby Grinch. Of course you they like them. They are like baby Grinch. <laughs> like seven baby Grinches. They all have very distinct names and they have like such extensive up. merchandise lines of like these are their different personalities. Oh, like Shloopy's like the sporty one, you know. 
<laughs> like things that are not in the movie at all. But it was so clear they were like, this is like our Cabbage Patch Kids. We yeah. can sell like green babies, right. mm-hmm. and they're multiples. Oh, Scott, you're gonna hate them. I, they, yes, they I won't suck. see this. No wonder three is the worst. They're fucking oh, shitty. God. <laughs> yeah. So they. Why did you? Uh, oh, why man. do you like them? Contrarian li- opinion. They're like little Ian I like them babies. Before, yeah, I liked why? them before I met them. Why? <laughs> <laughs> they're like my own children. <laughs> oh, here's like a picture of one of the ogre triplets. Oh, no, <laughs> his big thumb. Are there uh, only three of? Them? I could have sworn there were like. This seven. just says ogre triplets. I think there's three, but a handful. <laughs> that is <a> very <laughs> Shrek. Like Evan Seven. Shrek father, Fiona mother, unnamed paternal grandfather. Unnamed paternal grandmother. Sure. Why do they list that? Uh, I don't know. Shrek's sure. parents never show up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, that really? Four movies and Shrek's parents? There's no meet like the parents sh- with Shrek? Well, Shrek 2 is meet the parents with Fiona's parents. Or meet oh, the right, Fockers, right. we should say. You never get the meet the Fockers, which would have been mm, meeting the ogres. Yeah. The Shrek <laughs> book is largely about. I, 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 from what I remember, I know this was a big part of when they did Shrek on Broadway, that Shrek was born so ugly, his parents threw him in a ditch. Jeez. And that so was nice. part of the animated movies for so long, in the various uh, incarnations of this film before the first Shrek comes into uh, existence. Like Max Shrek's friend, the penguin. Correct. Right. That it was a penguin-esque backstory, and that's why Shrek became so grumpy. Mm. Farkle? Fergus and Felicia. Fergus? Fargle, Fergus, and Felicia. Everyone say it with me. Farkle, Farkle Fergus, Fergus, and Felicia. We gotta make uh, Farkle and Fergus and Felicia shirts. Oh, the and, the, the and, and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And unknown paternal grandfather. Uh, and paternal grandfather. <laughs> Why not? Farkle and Fergus and Felicia and Griffin Newman. Okay. <laughs> What an honor. Uh, Shrek and Fiona's four children. So my, my memory is right. Shrek 1 is the courtship. Shrek 2 is the honeymoon, them getting over the parents. Mm-hmm. Shrek sort of overcoming his sense of inferiority mm-hmm. about being lower class than Fiona, she yes. of royalty. Shrek 3, she gets pregnant at the beginning, and then most of the movies him being like, oh, fuck, I don't know if I can handle this. And he goes <laughs> on this weird road trip with Justin Timberlake playing King Arthur. Mm-hmm, but he's right. like a brat and most of the movie is just like we want you to buy Justin Timberlake as a movie star what and then an the era. babies are born at the very end and Shrek 4 is like house of handfuls I can't take this I don't have a social life anymore remember when Donkey and I used to hang out the good old days mm-hmm. so he wishes that the previous Shrek movies hadn't happened mm-hmm. oh and that's, that's why the, it's the... a wonderful life okay okay sure. so Shrek 4 ends with him being like I do want to be in this franchise okay, okay. franchise right. over and yet yeah then yeah. it disappeared um, so that we have to explore the children in the next movies however they come they out they could be grown now. right that's yeah. the question Sparkle like you goes do... to college Sparkle right. Well, Farkle's maybe a movie, trip. a movie Farkle's for each big move. A, for yeah. a movie for each triplet. We should see all of their college adventures. You they should. all go yeah. across, vastly across, far, far away. Where mm-hmm. do they live? Is that right? Three kids, just like the Roy, Shiv and Kendall <laughs> and Romulus, fighting for the Shrek fortune, fighting for the Shrek, Shrek star. There was Shrek session. Uh, Shrek session. <laughs> That's it. That's, That's the reboot. I found a People magazine article from May first, two thousand seven, exclusive. Shrek's babies revealed. 
So Shrek had a baby reveal. In he was, he sold it to the yeah. media, to yeah. people. Uh-huh. What a whore. I graduated college. Shrek had babies. 2007. Hell of a year for all of us. Um, so the, uh, just a little odd little fact I found reading about this that kind yes. of ties into running stuff into the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, the voice actor who was the voice of Pinocchio and the Three Blind Mice um, uh, I lost. I thought I had his name. I've lost his name, Uh-oh. and I don't have this connected to Wi-Fi. He also directed uh, "Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs" two, oh. and oh, "Open Season 3. Wow! Did you guys know there were three open seasons? No, I think are there not four now? Oh. Are there four? Open I feel seasons? like there might be a fourth now. Let me look this Yikes! Up. Um, I have something to say about these. Me not being a particularly <laughs> big Shrek fan. Uh, I think it's often a ripe area, the voices that are clearly done not by a famous person, but mm-hmm. by a behind-the-scenes uh, member of the, of the animation team. Uh, yeah. uh, Joe Ranft uh, uh, as Heimlich in, in Bugs Life. That was wonderful. the big breakthrough. Uh, uh, Brad right. Bird as uh, Edna Mode. Uh, some fantastic characters uh, have that equation. Most infamously, I, Walt Dorn as the voice of Rumpelstiltskin in Shrek Forever After. <laughs> Walt Dorn. <laughs> good pull, good pull. We got a wow. Dorn head over here. But I don't, I don't, I feel bad. I don't want to like insult these specific people who are obviously like clearly great directors and everything, but I don't, I can tell, I think it's just something that bothers me about Shrek that uh, all of like the pigs and the uh, gingerbread myth that they all they, I don't love them the way I love Ed and Heim. I feel like that trick doesn't work that well. The animator doing the voice, uh, uh, and I feel like because I feel like it's like voices anybody could do. Ah! Like that's so, actually, by the way, very accurate. Oh, yeah, very very so I yeah. didn't. I've uh, I may have tried that once at home, and that's <laughs> it. Uh, so it's uh, not very practiced. But so it goes to show you can just throw it out. Uh, I don't know. I just don't. That's just a, I think a criticism I have about this attraction. I, I I could just I watched it and I'm like, oh, and these are animators who worked on the movie. I know this is a, Cody a, Cameron. Okay. Okay. Uh, there were three open seasons and an open season colon scared silly. Great. Which I think was a Halloween direct video. Because we should right. mention on Netflix where where a form of Shrek 4D is currently viewable, mm-hmm. it is filed under Shrek's Spooky Tales, mm-hmm. which oh. is a little Netflix subheading mm-hmm. for DreamWorks uh, Halloween specials. Can I really and, quickly... And it's, it's retitled The Ghost, The Tale of... The ghost of Lord Farquaad the or something like Farquaad. that. The ghost I, of Farquaad. I have the breakdown. It was so. This was released on DVD with Shrek Two as Shrek 3D. Yes, and it, as it's a DreamWorks spooky story as the ghost of Lord Farquaad. It aired on Nickelodeon as Shrek's never before seen adventure, despite and that was, coming after m- <laughs> several of years. And that was aired right before Shrek the Third came out. It was like in the uh. drum up of Shrek. Okay, okay. Shrek third. And then also as part of something called Shrek's Thrilling Tales, and it was... Published as a comic book by Dark Horse Comics, <laughs> right. so this has been this <laughs> is like just five more no six counting the theme park. The ground, is there right. any other like prominent thing like this where they showed the three D theme park movie on TV and on uh, Captain EO show? There was a Michael Jackson marathon on VH1 in like ninety seven, where and it was the only TV airing of Captain EO, and it was that's the only reason anybody could see it in any way is oh. because that was taped off TV and that during was like, like a Michael Jackson A to Z. They showed every Everything. Wow, but but know. like a cut, a non three D, a four by three, and that's so how it wasn't know. the ultimate. You know, is that why people even have it on YouTube? Yes, exactly. Yeah, okay. Or they would have. Oh, to, totally. That's why it has like credits and stuff you don't see in the. Um, the but theme. like uh, right, like Shrek was released. Like Shrek three D was released as a 
DVD that was packaged with the first Shrek when Shrek 2 was coming out. It has its own case that Shrek wearing red and blue 3D glasses. Oh, and they give you glasses. It comes with red and blue 3D glasses. Yeah. And you could watch it DVD quality at your home. It was a disc with just 12 minutes on it. Mm. DreamWorks just. was very canny about this. They had the full team back. They had like the A-listers right. working on the Shrek uh, 3D, 4D. They working on that movie. Katzenberg oversaw the same thing. They retained the rights. That was which their whole thing. Was Universal was like, we would love a Shrek attraction. They're like, we'll make a Shrek attraction yeah. and give it to you. And that's wow. how they were able to sell it as a DVD and sell it to other theme parks too. It would be great if we knew how much money Shrek. 4D made. I would love. It. What if it's the most successful film of all? <laughs> that is what, what I'm getting at. Yeah. Kind of, per minute, in it terms certainly of could all be revenue streams. But like, yeah. that's nuts to me in terms of just like the beginning of the end of like things becoming a little less special. Yeah. You go like Shrek 4D opens at two theme parks in the United States of America and a year later is available on DVD. Yeah. That's and like bummer. the attendance stayed high for a while, but you're just like, like fucking bloom off the rose. Yeah, we're two movies past this in terms of chronology. It's available in four home media formats. <laughs> it's airing on Nickelodeon. Like, what it's, is this? Unrelated theme parks in Germany, and it's so bad minus the 3d effects like there are so many sort of like super sweaty like someone throws a thing at the screen yes someone pokes their finger in the audience's eye that is one of the worst ones i've ever seen where shrek goes shrek goes to the carriage points right (laughs) at you that might be the worst 3d in your face i've ever seen they were also like these were all sent up like all these tropes have been sent up already right many not even just in muppets or something like just other places i think that's what's so embarrassing about it is like Shrek is like trying to get off on being like the Deadpool of its time like look at us we're acknowledging the frame we're calling out the bullshit of this other like family entertainment like the tropes of fairy tales and everything Mm -hmm. but then Shrek is earnestly doing the hokiest 3D movie tricks without any self-awareness and it's like you want at the very least, Donkey to be calling out, like, that would look good in 3D. As much as I wouldn't respect that comedically, I would respect it artistically as part of an attraction. It would be more in line with what the franchise is. Totally. And Mm -hmm. that they do it once, and it's a bad thing that doesn't need to be... He doesn't need to say, you died in the first movie. He probably does need to say, aren't aren't these some cheap 3D tricks? Right, because otherwise, like, the pre-show stuff is all, like, talking to the audience. Like, the Magic Mirror is talking to the audience. Audience. The pigs yeah. are talking to you. They're mm-hmm. explaining that they need to keep you in lockdown to interrogate you. Like the premise is that they're going to lock you in a room to interrogate you. And then yeah. just a movie starts. And the movie just <laughs> occasionally characters look at you. Oh, you yeah. know, but you're not like part of the narrative in the way that like T2 3D. It's like very clear of like they're hacking the system. And now you're getting a glimpse into the future. And they're here at the Cyberdyne presentation. And it becomes and all that. a Muppet movie Vision's that you're a, not a, a show part of. You. But right. it, it begins with the Kimberly Duncan and everything to get. And then right. like and now we go to film shots. Right. But then you get. Yeah live action people coming in as well like it's moving back and forth Muppet Vision is a show for the audience like uh, Honey I Shrunk the Audience is a presentation for the audience I Uh, wonder if they just worked backwards and were like all right, we need like the the seats will move so we just need a place where they like going fast through something and we need a place where 
And they just were like, just throw some jokes in there, and no one's thinking. But also, non-specific enough that you can probably transfer it to parks who don't want to pay for the full modification. Yes. You know? That's true, too, yes. That you can sort of do the... I mean, I think that's like... With no pre-show. I think a lot of the success of that SpongeBob movie is that, like, the brand is strong, and they have made it in a way where it works in any 4D theater. Oh, okay. You know? Only like, basics. There's not, yeah, right. there's no, and nothing. They don't you, have to build the theater to do a If you have thing. smells, then maybe they can put, you know, yeah. sea water in there. You got some water spritzing. Right. I mean, this has some bubbles multiple water. Be, but would, it's not, like, totally reliant on it. It would be funny to look at, like, the list, the a la carte list of all the additions for Shrek if yes. you were buying it. And, like, do you want his <laughs> fart smell? Okay, that's going to be an extra $2,000 a like, month. Because he farts a lot. He farts a lot. Because they're, like, there are bits in this where I was like, why is this happening like the extended like you know in a 12 minute short a full minute devoted to like fiona crying in the onion carriage yeah and donkey yeah. going like what you're only supposed to be depressed after you get married you know nice years later whatever like oh great <laughs> yeah uh, marriage all of the them. shrek franchise just becomes like fucking kevin can wait like that's what sucks is they just become <laughs> like fucking middle-aged like animators griping about how much they hate their home lives well also this the arc of this that you really follow is Jinji just experiencing trauma. He's locked up, manages to escape, builds a beautiful home, and then (laughs) Shrek and Donkey fuck it up. Another horrible joke. When they run, when they drive through the gingerbread home, it looks like Shrek has Austin Powers teeth. Yes. That's what that gag is. I re-round it because I was like, what are they doing? And then I realized that's the bit. It's that the, the filling, the cream, and the gingerbread now resembles yeah. Austin Powers' mouth. Wow, I don't know if oh. I've ever picked up on that. I thought it, because that's just like a Looney Tunes gag, too, with the piano right. keys, but mm. it clearly looks like. It's too piece. specific. I was like, yeah. there's something going on here I'm not getting. I rewound it because I was like, did it play into an effect in the theater somehow? And then that thing with the onion carriage was like that, where I was like, why is this much time devoted to this? It doesn't really have any bearing on the rest of it. It's not like there's any emotional arc about like, because she says like, no, I'm not crying about my marriage. I'm crying about the onion. I was like, oh, right. I think there were onion smells. It's really stagnant mm-hmm. too. And you can yeah. barely see her. Why are we just watching a half visible I, I Fiona? I think it was a smell. I think it was a smell thing from my memory hmm. where they're like introducing the scent thing. Because there are a couple other moments like the farts or whatever where yeah. I'm like, that was clearly a smell. Yes. You know, I, I'll say this. Uh, some things I like about it. One, great spot to cool down for 15 minutes. <laughs> great spot to cool down for 15 totally. minutes. There is... I'm trying to think of what the other gag I liked is, but I like the gag where Thelonious and Fiona are on the raft and he cuts the rope and Farquaad is yelling, you idiot, you're still on the raft. And he's like, uh-oh, like he's floating away. Oh, That's a solid gag. Yeah. And, then a, and then you get a crotch hit. And then you get a crotch, you get a big mm. crotch hit. Yeah, so um, much dick stuff. Yeah. But also Pinocchio's the, nose is the boner at the end. Yeah, and that oh, doesn't really yeah. make sense. That doesn't really. They, it does. I caught that the say, last what time. What are you doing? We saw and it he says nothing, it and his nose grows. But it's like, what's what? Because they're because they're all talk like he's gonna right. have sex with the dragon, and then Fiona and Shrek are also I think what they're saying something to each other about a honeymoon or no, whatever. No, but that is the joke. Is like he yes. wedges in between the two of them. They say, "What are you doing here?" He says nothing, and then his nose grows. Right, he's which horny. Are, what the fuck? The that's implication crazy. is like he's there to do something salacious. Yes, that is the he's, illusion he's, gonna, of a he's joke gonna jerk or... off because right. he's thinking about either Shrek and <laughs> he Fiona just or the dragon. Pull and rent the yes. room next to theirs. Yes, it is he's the hiding jerk. in the vents. It's the most nonsense. 
nonsensical dirty joke in a theme park, I think. The rules of ghosts in this world, too, are that the the dragon saves them at the end, can shoot a fireball at this ghost, and then it becomes little tiny ghosts that dissipate. Yeah, what the fuck? That's a, little, yeah. that's a bit of a leap oh. for me. That, 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 the resolution of this movie is, oh, they killed the ghost. Shoot it with a gun. <laughs> what are you talking about? That's the problem that you were saying, Mike, that if you just died and were a ghost and everything was the same, don't forget about second death. Yeah. Right. That yes, that's brutal. true. You're right. Death so the two. first one hurts right. so first death, No problem. You become Ghost Mike and you're so much more powerful. You have all the same relationships you had. Your yeah. friends are there for you. you second fly. death, you become like a thousand little Mikes and they yeah. suck and they can't do shit. Yeah. They're just heads. They um, should really. So wait, Farquaad never came back? No. No, he's like a quick like fantasy. No, he is not movie. like the grand villain of the Shrek franchise. It's, it's weird eventually. that they were like, oh, we're gonna make the the Shrek theme park attraction specifically be the Farquad resolution, the Farquad epilogue. That is not necessary because the first movie ends with the Farquad being eaten alive. Yeah. So maybe the new Shrek movie is just called Farquads, <sighs> and it's about all the ghosts, the, the ghost different ghosts. <laughs> Briefly, yeah. Isn't it, it? Yeah. How much does it not land the moment of he's back? Like that they yell in the oh, pre-show yeah. that Farquad's back, and that's supposed yeah. to hit you right in the chest. Like, yeah. Right. This does iconic it? villain. He's be- like, who care? And why would he be? And uh, so here, here's uh, <laughs> the <laughs> funny thing that later for me is reading about this movie is they were all paid like three hundred thousand. Yeah. Okay, great. I was just about to bring this up. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Go ahead. Uh, no, no. First Shrek movie, three hundred thousand dollars for the four of them, right? Yeah. For Lithgow, Myers, Diaz, each, each. right? Three hundred thousand each, which at the time was oh, pretty, yeah. pretty good. No one yeah. gets paid that much for being a you know voiceover in an animated film. Mm-hmm. They had no sequel contracts. So for the sequels, oh. which they're starting production like two months later, they got to strike while the iron's hot. Oh, Murphy, Diaz, and Mike <laughs> Myers each got ten, ten million dollars, baby. Fuck $10 million dollars. But then baked into the contract was you got to do Shrek 4D. Like yeah. that's pro oh. bono. Like that's part of the deal. Okay. Whereas Lithgow, they were like, hey, can you do us a favor and come back and do this theme park oh. ride? How much does it suck to be John Lithgow? <laughs> oh. Where everyone else, the theme park thing is like, fine, that's just like icing on the cake, whatever. I'm I'm going to buy four new homes. <laughs> they got to have tossed him like right. a few sure. hundred thousand. He got scale. He got scale. Right, he got theme park money. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. We've heard it's not good. Nothing yeah. seems to yeah. indicate that it's good. Um, Myers and Murphy did go to the premiere. They were at the, the Universal. 4D? Yeah, they wow. came to Universal Studios Hollywood and were at the premiere and just really quick, uh, like other people there. anti-social, mm-hmm. like anti-press. Yeah. It was weird yeah. to see them hanging around with, with Katzenberg. Uh, also at the premiere, Christine Lottie, Michael York, Austin Powers buddy, mm-hmm. but the then married Bradley Whitford and Jane Kaczmarek, wow. uh, Richard Schiff. Keenan Ivory Wayans, Donald Logue, Michael Gross, and uh, Richard Dean Anderson and Whoa. Child. What a group. Stars, yeah, very And strange. Child. Yeah. Well, <laughs> most of Getty Images has like 400 photos of Richard Dean Anderson and, and his child. kid. And Child. <laughs> so, uh, Ferkel. <laughs> Ferkel Dean Anderson. Ferkel Dean Anderson. That is a very end of 90s couple, Kazmarek Whitford. Yeah, Star right. of Malcolm in the Middle, star of West Wing. Yes. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. 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 
They yeah, were ruling Titans. like prime time at that at yeah. that point. Yeah. Right? yeah. So on on Blank Check, my podcast, we we were uh, we're we finished recording them, but they're still coming out. I, I guess by the time this comes out, they'll be done. But uh, we were doing all the Miyazaki films. We right. went through his whole filmography, and in our episode on Spirited Away, we started out talking a lot about Shrek. Because I was like, this is a really interesting counterpoint. Like, Spirited Away versus Shrek, they both technically come out the same year. Oscar Spirited nominees Away, against each other? Spirited Away doesn't get released in the States until the following year. Oh. So it then wins the second best animated. Handle oh, weird. Wins. Shrek yeah. then Spirited Away. <laughs> right. So Shrek wins the first year. Spirited Away wins the second year. But they both are released everywhere else in the world in 2001. Okay. And th- they could not be further apart as films. And our guest, David Reese, has not seen any of the Shrek films. And I was trying to explain to him, like, there was a movie that won an Oscar that was, like, very seriously in the mix to win the Palme d'Or con that opens with uh, Shrek ripping a page out of a storybook uh, to wipe his ass, (laughs) the sound of flushing in an outhouse, and then he kicks open the door to All Star by Smash Mouth, which had already was two years old for Mystery Man. It was already in a movie. That's the weirdest thing. And and this was taken very seriously, this film. So that started this whole jag about like how much worse Shrek has aged than Spirited Away, which some of that is the runoff of like the shittier versions of Shrek. Because I think the original Shrek is like half good. I think there's half respectable mm. qualities to it. Yeah, yeah, sure. I think it is weird in that it is so much existing in sort of like direct response to Disney that mm-hmm. it just has the least appealing color palette of all time. Well, and you, you're you portraying all those other... They're, they're having to show all of the Disney characters but not Disney-ify the princesses. Like, right, and, they're just uglier versions of all those character designs. Yeah, that mm-hmm. those choices And are it's that weird the... balance of like the humans are a little too photorealistic. Like they're trying... <laughs> yeah. Like they're not really stylized uh-huh enough their facial hair is gross uh but it also like that movie has like a color palette that's like entirely like dirt and spit pea soup you know like split pea soup it's It's, all like pale it's a pale it's very pale Mm -hmm. and like earthy and like a bad way Mm -hmm. um but there's like stuff in it that's respectable uh there's like some basic storytelling fundamentals it like works as a thing it has like emotions in it mm-hmm. unlike like the later entries which become like so like just gag bullshit sure, sure. but there's the half of it that ages so badly which is just like hey we all agree that disney's like bullshit make fun of the theme parks make fun of these stories have fiona like sing but her singing so bad it kills a bird uh, like all this shit right huh. and like the movie star personas and all of that and when this comes out, I'm like 12 or 13, and my sister's a bunch younger, so I went to see Shrek with her when she was like four, and she loved Shrek. And a thing that I didn't think about until we were like a couple Shreks in <laughs> was like, oh, my sister did not grow up with the Disney classics. Like, Shrek came in at the point in time when she would have started watching those movies. She was uh, three, maybe? Yeah. And so for her and a bunch of people of that generation... Their perception of the fairy tales was the versions from Shrek Uh. over the versions that the Shrek versions are just riffing on. 
Wild. Like it's this weird copy of a copy thing huh. where like you're getting the cynical version of the thing rather than the earnest version of the thing. And yeah. they're all too young to remember September 11th. Right. So it's a really warped My point sister of view. thought that was just a big fire. <laughs> it was <laughs> visible out our window in New York City. And they went, oh, that's just man. a big fire. Jeez. Did Farquaad do this? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was her first question. Was it visible out your window? Yeah. Jesus Christ. But this was, I said, I was, I didn't get into that sort of detail but I was like talking about how poorly Shrek is aged and it became the most controversial thing I have ever said on my podcast Whoa. people were irate and I was like <laughs> I just think Shrek like no one has fond memories of Shrek and I said that confidently because there's such a, a fucking culture of weird Shrek memes that feel yeah. like kids who grew up with Shrek who are now 24 looking at Shrek and being like Shrek is weird and yes. then memifying it. That I assumed it was a whole generation rejecting. It's like the first we just realized right. that, that things can be bad, and this, this is the kind sacrificial lamb. That Shrek, Shrek is kind bad. of like cynical and gross. Yeah, and like let's make fun of how cynical it was by like having Shrek make out with Hitler or like whatever, <laughs> and doing right. like the ten hour loops and right. bizarre and Shrek speeds up movie, every time they where, say like, Shrek. The movie and... also feels like oh, this is like so weird Big that we watch this movie. as children. But yeah. is it just that they like our generation has memified the Simpsons? to death and we right. loved the Simpsons right. are they doing it to Shrek because they I they think that's the love thing Shrek? Like, that's what's mm. weird is it does feel like there are people who still yeah. have and look like we're dudes who are super nostalgic for a bunch of things that people mm -hmm. think are dumb. Sure. And all of us will stomp and like stand tall and argue for eight hours why <laughs> the things have merit and artistic yeah. integrity. Yeah, yeah. So I'm never going to like shit on anyone else for liking a thing that I think doesn't age well. Mm -hmm. But my underlying thesis was like, I think it looks bad now. I think it's a very product, uh, very much a product of that time in CGI animation, the capabilities, whereas like Pixar was more stylized. Shrek was going for a level of detail that now just looks kind of crappy. Mm. Yeah. And also that the film is so cynical. That I'm like, I can't imagine you would have like emotional, like, well, you know, like Shrek and Fiona and Donkey meant a lot to me, like growing yeah. up. You know? Right. Does right. But no. you'd watch it now and you'd be like, these characters suck. Like, I liked them at the time, too. Like, mm. I saw these movies, and I saw them with my sister, but I don't feel like my sister has any sort of, like, lost love for Shrek, where she does for other, like, Daddy Daycare was, like, her movie that she watched all the fucking time, wow. and she's got this weird childhood, like, nostalgia for Eddie Murphy, but it's, like, it's that, you know? Like, that's her one. Mm. But and, yeah. are you saying people were upset with you because... They do legitimately like Shrek? Yes. I guess they were upset with me saying, I don't think anyone legitimately likes Shrek, <laughs> which I agree was maybe a little bit too broad of a sure. brush. But I was reacting more to the, the meme culture. Like it, but I think it is what you were talking about. Uh, some, I mean, people are, uh, I feel like I read a couple things saying like the new Joker movie is not, it's less about the Joker, the comic book character, and yeah. more it's about trying to process the Joker as cultural icon right. in the last 10, it's, it's 15 years It's processing the Heath stuff. Ledger Joker. But right. like, Spirited Away, a movie I would call haunting, moving, uh, exhibit, archived in film archives, right. shown in museums. Cinema. Cine like cinema. Right. You and know, we'll, not we'll mean, Not we'll, paranormal. We'll mean the same thing, showing it to anyone uh, at any know. age, at yeah. any time. Like, it will yeah, always yeah. have a power. Subs or dubs? What did you guys settle on? 
Uh, we mostly did uh, uh, subs. I, the only one okay. I watched with dubs with Howl's Moving Castle was because I was tired. And Which I they like sometimes a... get, like, dubs for I those know. Miyazaki movies are star-studded affairs like totally. Shrek. And Which one is Hartman? Like, uh, uh, Kiki's Delivery Service. He's oh. the cat. Oh, But they yeah. very much feel like, oh, who are the people in the Disney stable or who are people who are big at that specific moment? Where, like, Shia LaBeouf is, like, the sort of innocuous, like, young male love interest, I think, in Nausicaa Valley of the Wind, where you're, like, a year later, he was a leading man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And a year, like, two years earlier, he was even Stevens. And that's the one, like, transition, like, the greatest game ever played zone where oh, he yeah. would do that. Holes um, mm-hmm. But the Shrek thing, yeah, it's very bizarre to me. And I also just feel like now Disney has sort of so reclaimed their territory where they've, like even like more greatly perfected the princess musical mm. and They've, have made oh, this yeah. great. And ones that don't need to be like, they don't have, we don't have to make fun of the tropes of damsel in distress and totally. blo- that kind of thing. We can make fun of ourselves. Right. They All the princesses show up in Wreck-It Ralph too. Right. And oh, like, yeah. like in, uh, what's her name in, in Frozen? She burps. Totally. Yeah. So, That's so the thing. They like, took the wind out of Shrek's sails. They were like, like Tangled is like self-aware, but sincere, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. yeah. So then that for me just makes makes Shrek feel like completely obsolete. Mm. We don't need it. We grew out of Shrek. Yeah. But for a certain, like the prequels for a certain generation, that was their special thing. Totally. Right. Which, you know, it's like, I'm a little younger than you guys. I was like the upper end of middle school. Which was like, you know, and you're at like the beginning of high, like school. high school. No, for Shrek, I'm oh, saying. Oh, okay. Right. Yes. Yeah, right. And that's like school. the zone where you were like, oh, it's like, this one's like actually kind of edgy. Like we can like all go see this together. <laughs> sure. And then yeah. I feel like Shrek 2, I saw and it almost felt like nostalgia. And by Shrek 3, everyone was like, we're not seeing this. Like all my friends my age were like 16. We're not going to see this, you know? But your sister being younger and staggered with Shreks in a different manner. Yeah. How does she feel about the later ones? I feel like she only ever saw one and two. And she was like all in on the first Shrek. Mm-hmm. Like had Shrek toys and everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like to just diminished returns. Like, you know, some other franchise came along that she liked more. Mm-hmm. I think, you know what, it, it wasn't a franchise. It was Devil Wears Prada. She realized she could watch movies about women having careers. Mm. <laughs> and my sister was like, oh, no, no, this is the thing I like. Oh. Uh, my sister always was just from a very young age into movies where people have to, like, navigate office culture. <laughs> that was like, or, like, divorce movies, like, rebounding after divorce. So Whoa, if Shrek wait, was sure. in the Devil Wears Prada. Love it. Oh, yeah, it would be perfect. Tucci. The bricks. <laughs> but it was, there was a weird thing where, like, uh, Shrek 2 was, at the time of its release, the third highest grossing film in history. Jeez. It was uh, Titanic, then uh, original Star Wars, counting mm-hmm. re-releases, and then Shrek 2. And, of course, now it is each sub, it's Adam Sandler's right. murder mystery. Right. Is but that the name the of it? What's it called? Oh, it's just called Murder, Murder Mystery. Yeah, They're working yes. on a sequel, apparently. Yeah. 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 Untitled yeah. Murder, Murder Mystery. Mystery. Murder Mystery mm-hmm. grossed, what, like, seven billion hypothetical we, dollars? Yes. And, yeah, and you love to right. see it. We you love, love to see it. We, we love, love to see, see it. Success in America. I just had a, a cursed... Uh, uh, memes originally were known as viral ideas, and this might actually make us sick. Shrek comes back. But it's like Watson and Holmes, and it's really topical because you can like do CGI quickly now. So like Shrek is making Trump 
joke. Oh, it's a self photograph. Like, well, well, this is what I want to say. I, well, I, I don't know if I'm jumping ahead here. I mean, we got other no, stuff, but yeah, if, if we're we gonna should... talk, plus it up. Let's let's let, let, it let's ground. do it. We should, yeah, I just think we're we're veering into longest episode territory, which I wouldn't mind. <laughs> Trick forty being longest episode is pretty perfect. It's a good, very fun. Well, I don't yeah. want to declare we it. Now. We'll see where it goes, yeah. but we'll um, save the a Shrek parking garage Shrek. We'll sh- save the Shrek musical for another episode. Too. Oh, yeah, I think we have yeah. to. Yeah. Brian Darcy Dates is a true talent. Yes. Uh, um, but there's a farting song. So this obviously right. They've replaced this with the DreamWorks Animation Theater, which feels so shitty to just me. Just in Hollywood, just like, still running in Orlando. Right, yeah. right. Shrek 4D is still in Orlando. Still run. We can go see it. Oh, Guys, are going you to gonna go, go see, see it? it? I don't want it. We're going don't to go see me. it. This yeah. thing they bring up Fallon in the Yesterland video. Well, you should. Yeah, I mean, if, get in four Fallons before one <laughs> Shrek 4D. That takes priority. Oh, yeah. um, this yeah. thing they bring up in the Yesterland video was that even as late as like 2007, I think. Attendance was so high for Shrek 4D in Orlando, they built a second screen. Second screen. There were two theaters, so they could double the amount of people seeing it every 20 minutes. In 2015, they upgraded the ride in Hollywood and built a brand new queue, uh, like planters and stuff, so it didn't look like shit. The you know while when Harry Potter was going to open, yeah, and then they closed it down in 2017 anyway. What? Why did why bother? I don't know. I wonder if it's like a, a J.K. Rowling thing where she's like, nothing around it must look like shit either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She just rap. hates Shrek. Yeah, or she just doesn't like yeah. Shrek. She thinks it's um, too cynical. We didn't even touch on the uh, weird uh, uh, meet and greet with robot donkey that was operated by someone who was almost always white. Well, the, oh, well yeah, well, that's still oh, doing that. You're talking voice. about the waffle cart. Yes, that's still. Well, no, there's this other thing where the, eventually the cube became. Came that there right. was a they stopped doing the pigs in the cages right. and yes the and there was just a now robot donkey was a, who could interact with yeah you're talking yes. about the donkey yes. in the park yeah but yeah. there well, was one that was the pre-show as opposed to what you're talking about which is also there which the is the donkey right. and out outside the attraction waffle cart and isn't he but that i'm saying the waffle cart is still around Am I wrong? Yeah, I think so. I, I believe Waffle Cart is still around. He's still part of the DreamWorks And theater. Shrek is still, you can find him. You can it's find him, you presence. can find the farting troll, you know, isn't all that, your favorites. Isn't that so lame, though, that they're just like, oh, in terms of, like, theming, that now there's just an attraction that is, oh, look, it looks like the offices where they animated Shark Tale. You know, it like is. the actual show. Hey, look at the offices. All right, our friends the, are constantly fired from. Right. It's like the same thing as like the Fallon thing, where it's yeah. like I understand. Like Rockefeller Center, at least is more iconic. Yeah, that's at least something you might recognize. Like, oh, I saw this on TV. Totally. Well, for a long yeah. time, uh, Disney uh, Disney Studios in Florida has been like a part of it is like you're Pixar. at the Pixar. Right. So, yeah, right. Yeah. So this is pretty common. That's yeah. yeah. That is what the comparison is. The mythologizing it's like, of the people who make the thing that the ride based off of the Qui- yes. the Quibi offices will eventually be the home <laughs> of a uh, um they're what they call minimal office we just yeah. wanted to do something a little minimal and Quibi then you land. walk in and like this is the nicest place I've been in 14 but months the Quibi shavers the Quibi <laughs> barbershop quartet uh, will wait. sing to you <laughs> my favorite Quibi character <laughs> they, they are going to go back to some more traditional carnival like fun house techniques where the office is like when you enter a fun house the spinning room the office is cool the long face <laughs> <laughs> and spin horizontally 
the first read room. Oh, change aspect Is this haunted room actually changing <laughs> formats? Um, well, th- this is what I was gonna say. So obviously, you know, DreamWorks Theater now. I think the whole idea was they were like modularity. We can replace it and add new yes, things. It's yeah. not specifically themed to one thing. Yeah. And I guess have have any of you gone on the whatever the country? We panda all panda? have yeah. done it together. We went to preview. I live yeah. close enough by. We get preview tickets sometimes to stuff. Uh, uh, how how is it? Would you say it's better or worse than this? I have not seen it. Uh, That's it's better because it's, it's new and it looks sharp and everything. Sure. But it's a yeah. lot of the same bullshit. It, the sheet, the seats shake. There's, there's a there's a couple effects. Yeah, there's uh, a pretty that, that like a cool at the end. The end. At the yeah. end, there's a cool effect. It's, it's yeah. better because it's brighter, right? Sure. And there's like it kind of invades the walls a little bit, which I, is. Fun. I feel like if Trolls World Tour does well, it will be rethemed as a Trolls attraction within a year. Maybe. And that's a oh. smart thing to like, be able to, sh- to switch those out more that often. Because that feels like the DreamWorks thing that's on an upswing rather than like winding down. Okay, uh-huh. sure. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. but, but here's my like plus it up idea hypothetically, okay? Yeah. Knowing that the thing is already out of commission. Sure. Yeah. Talking about track, the topical references, the coarseness, right? The thing to do would have been to replace Bill and Ted's Halloween Spectacular <laughs> with a slightly less dark, family-friendly pop culture Shrek show. Oh, yes. I had this, that's I, I, great. That is great. I didn't have that a specific thought, but I also, as we're doing this, this is very similar to the genie from the California yes. Adventure totally. live show, and it would be perfect Get for... Get the genie. He's out of work. Bring him in. Uh-huh. Give him a four-year contract to play Shrek. <laughs> he knows how to have paint on, bright colored right. paint on his face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's bald. He knows, he knows <laughs> how to dress up like that. He did the fat bastard voice at parties, so he can do that voice, I'm sure. <laughs> yep. There's no doubt. <laughs> Even I'll say turn the theater, make a new 3D movie of yeah. because now that it's passed a little time, he's been around for a little while. The roast of Shrek, Ugh. all Whoa. of the characters, all the fairy tale Whoa. characters, <laughs> give him what for, and then he gives it right you know back. What? what I would love, since it is the DreamWorks Theater now, is if it were the roast of Shrek featuring a a dais of DreamWorks characters outside Whoa. of the Shrek franchise. Oh, that would be because good. there are other characters do factor into the pre-show of Kung Fu Panda, which is a little oh, interesting. interesting. They do start yeah. getting merged a little bit. Yeah. Shrek makes a little appearance before. Oh, that's right. And yeah, there's a cool effect. Fact that is sort of exactly the same effect from um, uh, Guardians. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Mm. Where they, a character picks up a thing. Oh, sure. And sure. Trek asks to see your hands. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I can't do the voice. Wish I could do the voice. I know. I was about to try. <laughs> there was going to be more than Ginger my, Bread my, Man. My hands don't. No, that's just rocket. That's rocket. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my fingers are too don't, big. Hands don't my scan. hands don't scan. Don't, don't, don't scan. Ah, fart. <laughs> get in my belly. Uh, so the roast of Shrek. That's Jason's idea. And it's live Deadline. puppeted so that we can reference. Oh, like, yeah. You know, like, uh, you know, that you look look worse than Giuliani. And it should uh, be like 45 mm-hmm. minutes long. Like it should be like a full <laughs> yeah. like people yeah. eater kind of show. Sure. I think that yeah. is good. Everyone weeping at the end because it gets hard. You know, ever since Fiona passed away, <laughs> <laughs> I am a single father of three. <laughs> uh, I just have a plus it up. I want um, humans playing the characters in the next movie. That's what I want. My plus it up to the movie franchise. Right. Is do a live action. Live action. Yeah. Cats, it's cat style. I but I, I mean, want. You mean I want a cat aesthetics, but I truly don't want any CGI. <laughs> 
Yeah. You want a, a fully practical live action track. Fully practical because Shrek. that's the musical. Because that's the musical. Yeah. So get Brian Darcy James back, which again, we'll do a Patreon on this whole musical. Sure. I, get Sutton Foster. And, yeah. All of them are in there, and it's just practical Shrek. I have worked with people who, like costume people, who worked uh, in the costume department on the Shrek musical. Whoa. And it just sounded like the worst fucking thing in the world like that poor man was just baked inside of this thing he couldn't hear he couldn't see he was like dripping with sweat the thing they told me was that they they placed um uh uh uh, sanitary pads all (laughs) over his body in between his flesh (laughs) and the suit so they could absorb the sweat because it was impossible to take off any part of it. Oh, and what's so weird about it is, like, at that same point in time, like, Disney has so many musicals running where their costumes are so much more representational. And the Shrek musical, mm-hmm. they're like, he has to look like he stepped <laughs> exactly. outside of the fucking no. cartoon. But SpongeBob musical. He's just the got same a hairdo deal. and shorts and shirt. But you look at every other person. Like, if you get a photo of the Shrek musical, everyone else in the cast has, like, a representational costume. hmm only Shrek is stuck. Oh, me poor Brian. Right. Suffering. Here's the thing, though. Uh, sorry, Brian, you're going to have to do it all again. <laughs> and if it's a hit, more than once. <laughs> so pay him well. I don't, Somebody wants to hold it. I think let's declare it. Griffin Newman, you survive. Podcast The Ride, the 3D film trilogy. Yeah, Thank you for bringing this mini franchise to us. Uh, and it does feel like that this is the end of an era in a certain way, you mm-hmm. know. Well, I like, and we do move from like what it's late eighties, early nineties right. to mid nineties to uh, to two thousands and the the right. Yeah, this the is two thousand three, and then a couple boom. years later, three D becomes a mainstream thing. Not right. just for and theme and parts. also rides start utilizing screens more with movement. Sure. So this kind mm-hmm. of like Everything. sit people yep. down and yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Though they still have them, they don't feel like the events. And, right. And the DreamWorks Theater feels so like incidental. Like, let's put something there. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Like sit down. We're watching this. Yeah. Maybe right. it is the last Cause, one. Because the Minions ride and the Jimmy Fallon ride are both like the one step beyond it just being a 3D movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. The, it does move, but like in a big, just a big blunt kind of yeah. way. Uh, and so Jimmy Fallon, right, yeah, Jimmy. I think we got to do. You're brave to volunteer, and we miss Hagrid's. We miss the window when there's not a thunderstorm shutting do down the Hagrid's. Hagrid's. <laughs> <laughs> we are on Fallon, an indoor ride we could do all day. <laughs> yep, seven times to do all, uh, for all the new ones. Yeah. Uh, um, but uh, let's exit through the NBC <laughs> gift oh, shop. Uh, 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 is there anything you'd like to plug? Uh yeah, Blank Check with Griffin and David uh, is my podcast. By the time this comes out, we'll be doing the films of Jonathan Demme. Oh, oh that's cool! Oh, oh, very weird oh, career. Set up for that. Um, oh boy. And I am on uh, our cartoon president. Oh, that's um, yeah. I play Jared Kushner on that, of course. <laughs> uh, typecasting. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it's a it's a weird conflict of interest job because I like keep on wanting him to get removed. 
Yes. Like, for, mm-hmm. for the sake of the world. Right. But, but then uh, every time he doesn't, I'm like, no, another 10 episodes. Hey. Here we go. <laughs> and another pickup on the contract. But if he, go, if he went to jail and there's plots to have him in jail. Oh, please. Him. I have uh, pitched that to the writers. Oh, yeah. Because I'm like, look, I want to have it both ways. <laughs> I want him to get arrested. And I also want to keep on uh, uh, working on this show. Uh, yeah. And then uh, people can still watch The Tick on Amazon. I keep on plugging right on. it because I... I'm terrified at some point it's going to disappear. All yeah, all the streamers right. you do, you do worry. But I say that to people, and they're like, "Oh, do you know something?" And I'm like, "No, but I just feel like all of like anything that isn't outright owned by a streamer, yeah. I think in yeah. five years there's going to start yeah. being weird purges as people take things back." I also think there's a weird like we were talking about it earlier with Disney and their like stuff like you know oh like it feels like the company could have failed. I still think things are going to fail left and right. Totally. Like we don't know what things look like in five years. I think three. Of these big streaming services are going to collapse in a spectacular fashion. Peacock yes. is not, dead out the door. Not Peacock. Quibi. <laughs> not Quibi. Never. No, no, no. Never. Quibi. Yeah, Quibi. Yeah, I wasn't talking about Quibi. Quibi no, is no, no, What are we talking yeah. about? Since we said this, real quick, um, I don't know if you guys know, Griffin, I don't know if you know this. There's a bunch, you can just watch a bunch of movies free streaming on IMDb now. Yes. Like really? Shutter yes. Island, they the Hey own. Arnold movie, and a movie you're in draft day. Now available on IMDb. Now yes. on IMDb. So double feature draft day and Hey Arnold movie or Zodiac <laughs> <laughs> draft day. IMDb? Yeah. It's, a str- IMDb. it's like starting its own streaming but then it's service. it's related to Amazon's, but it yes. has a separate. Right. I think so the, I, it's very weird. The interface is weird. Does it make your star meter go up? When I don't you know. Watch I'm very there? curious to see. The, you know, my the draft day residuals always tell an interesting story. <laughs> <laughs> Much <laughs> like an NFL draft day in real life. Well, that's the thing. I will always get one disproportionately large draft day check a year and go like, whoa. And then I'll remember that is the period of time processing after the actual NFL draft. Oh, Whoa! It's like that's the residual check two months after when the actual draft happens, where I think it plays on TV more, and people like rent it digitally more. The other big bump I saw was when it went onto airplanes, and I got a crazy residual check. <laughs> like really, the, airplanes the, play really. It was insane. I I made this is no exaggeration. I made more money in one check. Uh, when it was only playing on airplanes than I did for doing the movie. Wow. Now, that is, that is, I got paid scale for the movie. <laughs> okay, so that explains that. <laughs> so it wasn't like an insane, I didn't get like $120, sure. $1,000 on an airplane. But it still was like, oh, this one check, it has not come out on home video yet. It is not available for digital rental. The only place it's viewable is on airplanes. And I got a check that outnumbered uh, me working five weeks for scale. Weird. Wow. Yeah. Whoa, that's nuts. It was crazy. They, um, well, so I'm hoping I'm to be feels like it might be the perfect platform for draft day. Like there's sure. certain, bad luck with unorthodox. It works well in certain menus. areas. A big flop wasn't even released overseas, mm. but huge on planes. Well, watch it on a plane then. Watch yeah, it on a folks, plane. watch it on a plane and watch demand airlines uh, acquire the circle. The Emma Watson movie, the circle. Are you in the circle? I am in the circle for like Whoa. 10 seconds. Uh, Gotta watch folks, the circle Folks, demand now. it from your wherever. Uh, planes, I guess. Planes. Get 
get on a plane and yell, where is the circle? Where is the circle? This again? Another plane full of circle heads? Call TSA. Drag him off the plane. Well, all right. So, yeah, watch Demand the Circle. Watch Draft Day on an airplane or on IMDb. That's my big plug. I'm wiping my previous plugs. Just watch Draft Day on IMDb. I want to test the residual oh, structure yeah. for IMDb. Sure. Yeah, let's, you got to focus the play. You, you I want to focus too many this. things. Yeah, that's going to be the only thing I promote for the next six months. Good idea. Just mm-hmm. as an experiment. Yeah. Um, perfect. Well, then, but we'll side promote patreon.com slash podcast the ride the second gate where we will eventually do... I think we let's just agree to it. Race to We're New York it. with Jimmy Fallon yeah. with Griffin Newman. The second very you much threw it out, I was like, I, I need <laughs> yes, to me, put in my you dish. came off yeah. the back wall yes. in the yep. <laughs> in press me, show. Me, like, hello, hi. Yes. <laughs> I'm in. I, I have yep. made so many people unwillingly watch it. I have like taken out my cell phone and gone like, you need to sit here and watch this with me, the ride through. Because Come on I, down to Orlando next week, brother. Yeah, yeah. I'm Come tempted. Um, uh, I, I'm very fascinated with it for reasons I will save. For a paywall. Yes, okay. very much so. Yeah. Well, and there's, oh, there's side material. There's so much there's to talk so about. Much. There is very, yeah. very much yeah. to talk about. Uh, so that'll be there eventually. We also, stemming from straight, we should have coordinated it. We have, we got to do Father of the Pride. We also yeah, announced that. Oh, we need to do Father of the Pride. That's, yeah. And that's Katzenberg's high off and, of and, the Shrek supply. And that yeah. is an example of what you said you wanted, Mike. Donkey is just... In an episode of Father <laughs> right. of the Pride, playing yes. Donkey from Shrek. Yes, thank you. Yes, exactly. existing in our universe. Oh, you know, that's the best. You know you why know? we haven't done it yet? I think. I mean, we do have to do it because we said multiple times we'll do it. You I don't do think it. we any of us had six hours to carve out to watch a full season. No, of we've been busy. Yeah, I know, and yeah. we, I think we do have to. Unfortunately, we yeah. do. That yeah. does seem like the premise well, of the episode. Jason, you should just binge uh, all six hours uh, tonight before. Or you watch Haunted Mansion at 5 a.m. You know what? After uh, three hours of podcasting, I'm feeling great and will definitely follow through with that good idea. Oh, the haunt, I had. Boy, that, that first half hour of Haunted Mansion is going to be like more caffeine. Just yeah. like straight mm-hmm. into the veins. It, it Energy. Totally I'll be yeah, up for days. Yeah. It takes half an hour for them to enter the house and another half an hour after they enter the house for anything spooky to what? happen. Oh, yeah, it's a rough one. Get anyway, ready. happy the birthday to my dad. It. Oh, yes. This episode's coming always... out around his birthday, I guess, probably. Some yeah. are a little bit past. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And happy uh, anniversary, Shrek. Happy <laughs> Shrek anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, all right. Well, you know, we've been going for You know where our things are. We'll talk, we'll talk <laughs> yeah, to you yeah, later. Yeah. Bye. 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 Forever. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcast.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook. Ew.